yeah. <laughs> Would have been much better to have not had it. Uh, hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. Uh, well, no, sorry, welcome to the 40k Spa Center. I'm joined by Mr. Tom Layton. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hey, hey. Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh no! I mean, I've turned your audio off apparently. Uh, so I fixed it, Tom. <laughs> Perfect. Ah, oh. I just—I mean, I was just as I was saying, we only care about the audio and we don't care about the visuals because I've forgotten to turn all my lighting on. Um, because we only care about the hydro homies, but it turns out we don't even care about them when you forget to turn apparently the audio not. on. Rob, I don't so. know the last time we've done a spice so, it was just you and me. So like, I think that was the issue. I turned it off. Uh, basically. Yeah. Let me just hold up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. That, We're not... That'll do. We've got one of five lights on. That'll, that'll have that'll to do. do fantastically. Okay. We'll, we'll manage. Uh, lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about. Mm, loads. Um, uh, like some loads of stuff happened over from the weekend, which is quite interesting. Reveals uh, and other information. Um, uh, we've also started to see some Eldar rules, which is terrible for the game. Uh, we've <laughs> very toxic, uh, and, very and there's toxic. also kind of like a, a, a full blown uh scoring thing. Which actually, I know you've already been on Duplicity. Oh, thank you to Senor Ted and Groaty Woaty for subscribing. Senor Ted, first time, <laughs> nice, um, very nice, good choice, good choice. Before we get into any of that, Tom, how you been? Talk to me, what's been going on? Uh, I've been good, man. I played a tournament this weekend, so wow. Uh, I've been busy. I was uh, obviously painting a lot of stuff last Thursday. Yep. I'm still painting stuff, but this time for a different game, for a different event. As you can see, I've got my my Ogre More Tribes More Pops yes. over here. Uh, I'm going to be trying some new techniques to learn over the weekend on that as well. That's going to be pretty fun. Oh, nice. That looks really good. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about that in a, uh, in a bit. But yeah, I've been all right, thanks, man. I haven't really been uh, doing too much other than 40k. I've played six games of Gene Steeler Cult this okay. week. Which is more games than I played in the entirety of 2021, I think. So yeah, we're we're already kicking it off. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, great. I'd love to hear more about that. 40k wise, not done tons this week. Um, been been mm. dreaming of Eldar. I won't lie. Uh, been dreaming of like, am I not Eldar? Sorry, but were there dreams or sorry, nightmares? Dream... For me, those sorry, are sorry. Dreaming of Tau. Dreaming of Tau and playing Tau. Oh, um, I'm okay. still working. I'm still working on my 40k orcs. Uh, I'm about to attack the kill rig. Uh, which is my kind of major concern. Uh, I'm also going to book in. Just kill Rick one or kill Rick two. Just kill Rick one, mate. mate. So I don't get. I haven't got mm. two yet. Uh, so just booking in my kill rig, yeah. uh, and I have. I like. Uh, I have a um, uh, a forty k event here in three weeks' time. Uh, so I'm very mm. keen to kind of see how that looks and what's going on and asking myself whether or not I'm going to try and do an orc board in time because I do have a, an orc board printed out. But do I want the Nort board to be on there? Like, it's fantastic. The train's fantastic for it. Um, it's absolutely perfect mm. for, like, stepping out of uh, and then stepping back. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah, same. Uh, but, yeah, so I am... Um, Should be good. I uh, haven't actually done tons of 40K. I've been, like, obviously absorbing the 40K news, but I haven't really been, uh, like, I haven't really would say I've been actively involved in 40K because I've done a lot of other things this week. I mean, to be honest though, mate, I haven't really been doing that either because I only learned about two hours ago that there's a campaign book coming out this weekend. <laughs> Did you not know that? I didn't even know. I hey, know. Tom, would you... Like someone in the wash chat was asking about the bloody rose stuff, and I was like, I didn't. Is, is bloody rose stuff? I'm like, Tom, would you like to join I me in my? Didn't even realize. Oh damn it! Wrong button. Can you hear that? 
I, I can hear. I can hear the Ziggy. Yeah, I mean, there's never a wrong time for a Ziggy. So <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fine, the wrong but... button. Uh, thanks, JB, yeah. for donating five gift subs. That's so great. I meant to say, Tom, why don't we? I would advocate that you talk amongst your friends in your friendly local gaming store and you do a syndicate. Thought about that? Why don't we do a syndicate? I don't know what that's from. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm missing the context Chef on from that. from Tabletop Tactics that. talking about Warzone Knackmond. He said, uh, I'd be quote, I wouldn't buy this myself. <laughs> okay. I would form a syndicate. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> thanks, James B, for, <laughs> for donating gift subs. You, do you want to form a syndicate with me and get the campaign book together? I would, I would rather not spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to open up my word processor. Yep. Learn what everything does, and then I'm going to go to Tesco's and buy a three-pound ring binder, <laughs> and that's that's how I'm going to. That works for me. How I'm going to learn my Yeah, that, that works for me. Uh, thank you to the RPG. And then, if we all form a syndicate, we can make a ring binder full of things we learned much faster much, without me having to type much it. Much faster. Yeah. Let's syndicate that up. Uh, it, Eldar's not out this weekend, mm. though, is it? No, no. It's Tower's out this weekend, mate. Tower's out this weekend. Tower and the campaign book. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think that's how it works. But Yeah, okay. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, so Tower, Tower are out this weekend. Uh, have you got any thoughts about that at all, particularly? None, really? Are you excited about seeing loads of Riptides? No. I am. Um, we see loads of Riptides. I mean, I just play on very specific boards, right? I play entirely for WTC boards. So we'll have to see if Riptides are going to be a thing in that. Um, I'm hoping I don't have to learn what that book does, but I have a feeling like I'm probably going to have to. Um, so long as they avoid massive amounts of uh, indirect line of sight stuff, I'm okay. Even if I have a little bit, I'm okay as well because I've got a couple of tricks that I want to try out with my Gene Steeler Cult builds to fix okay. that. Um, but yeah, so long as we avoid completely oppressive ignores line of sight fire in a book that has smart missile systems, we'll uh, we'll be okay. That would be fine. Uh... <laughs> the uh i actually have uh i've actually heard something because the eldritch omens isn't that chaos marines versus uh chaos space marines that's for box set yeah, yeah so we've seen today we've seen today in some rules and we'll talk about that in a little moment uh but we've seen today some uh, eldar rules but it means that there are rules inside that for both uh obviously the chaos space marines and uh, eldar that does make you assume that that might be the first time we'll see those two wound marines inside there but i've had uh well i've had a little bit i've had a little bit of a some one of the coffee shop spies or specifically a content creator with other access mm. that's specifically who um has forwarded me some information and they only have the one wound <laughs> well well rob to be honest mate I haven't got that information, and as I'm a war gamer, I obviously know everything that there is to know. So you're wrong. <laughs> you can't possibly have any inside information or any extra information, but I don't have. Correct, that. correct. So I am wrong because I am a war gamer. But also, <laughs> hmm. what does that mean? Yes. Who are you quoting? Uh, you need a sound. Oh, nothing. Board. It's just like yeah. It's just it's just my constant like propensity to attack the chat for saying, "Oh well, I." I like you know, the chat. I, I'll say something, right, and the chat you're will say, "Oh well." I haven't heard that, so you clearly don't know what you're talking about. It's like, <laughs> oh, you can't possibly have any additional information, but I don't have a random in chat. I love, I love the chat. <laughs> uh, you know. Right, okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about the Eldar, shall we? Because they they've showcased some. Yeah, let's they, do it. Let's they, do it. Let's, uh, they've showcased some rules today, which is pretty exciting. Let's get the article. Yeah, up. one second. I'll get the uh, the article out for everyone to see uh, because yeah. it is pretty good. 
Uh, give me a second, chat. Oh, they've changed the uh, they've changed the name of it. Oh, wait, hold up. Hit fire and fade. Oh, hit and fight either way before you get hit, hit back with the update. Battle focus rule, and then the one at the tops just says Eldari battle focus. Yeah. Uh, Put your fighters into a game changing trance. I mean, that would that would assume it's like a Qatar thing, but it's but it's not. So 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 okay. So, okay. so the, the the article we're talking about is on Warhammer community. This is super important. It is. Yes. This is important for everyone. Uh, to see so you guys can see it now on the screen uh so path of preview uh, and tom do you want to tell us take us through it this is the upcoming eldar book we haven't heard uh that we we definitely isn't available online mm. already it definitely isn't now and you won't find it any discord servers anywhere no. um so this is a battle focus rule it's a rule that eldar i've had ever since i can remember back in the fourth edition codex um and what this used to allow you to do in the 8th edition Eldar Codex was allow you to advance and fire assault weapons without penalty, mm -hmm. okay? They have now changed it back to something similar to what it used to be in 7th edition. And I'll, I'll go... People have been comparing the 7th edition version and the 9th edition version quite a lot. And after I've gone through this, I'll go through a little bit about why it's not exactly the okay. same. Uh, so this has two points in it, right? It's called Battle Focus. And this normally applies to things like anything that can walk. So all your infantry units will have this. Um, War Walkers had this as well, so this will apply to those kinds of units. So, first point, this unit is eligible to shoot in the turn in which it advanced, but if it does so, then until the end of a phase, models in this unit can only make attacks with assault or pistol weapons they are equipped with, and when resolving those attacks, this unit is treated as having remained stationary. So effectively, you can advance and fire assault weapons as if you were stationary, so it's the same as it used to be in the, in the old book. So advancing and firing assault weapons is the same. They've just added in pistols as well, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can advance and fire those weapons without penalty and at all for pistols, mm -hmm. right? The second bit is the new bit, and it's also the bit that everyone's been going mental about for about a month or so, okay. right? Ever since we see the book. So I'll read it out word for word. In your shooting phase, after this unit has finished making its attacks, unless it fell back or advanced to its turn, this unit can make a battle focus move, Okay. Uh, when it does so, roll 1d6, and each model in this unit can make a normal move of up to a distance equal in inches to the result. So I can shoot, and then I roll a d6, and I get to make a normal move of that distance. Now, that does mean that I can't fall out after I've made that shooting attack. So I can't be sat in combat with a unit with pistols, shoot, and then fall out, because you're not making a fallout move, you're making a normal uh -huh. move. And I have, I have seen that question pop up already. Uh, but they've also clarified that you can't use this to embark uh, within a transport at the end of a move, and you cannot charge afterwards as well. So you can't just run up, uh, shoot, battle focus, charge, just to get a nice slingshot, right. right? So effectively, all it is is just to jump back into terrain or back out of range after you've made a shooting attack, right? right. Now, this is powerful because it goes on so many well, I was about to say, It's completely irrelevant. I was about to say that the yeah. one thing that I always want to do is shoot and then hide again. Like... Yes, like, that would yeah. be my number one. If you were to ask me what would I could do with a shooting unit, it would be like shoot twice or shoot and then rehide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a similar thing in seventh uh, edition with craft worlds. Anyway, uh, water spiders is a great example here where they'd get to when they were targeted, they get to make a two d six move, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in that edition, whereas this one is just going to be jumping back into piece of terrain to hide after you've shot something, mm -hmm. right? Now. Um, this is mainly going to be seen in two ways. The first one is going to be uh, jumping out from behind a wall, shooting them and jumping back. But then if you have got like a 32 millimeter base and then you move one inch, like you roll a one, because you can't re-roll this, yep. right? You're not making an advance mm -hmm. roll. You're making a battle focus roll. So you've got no way to re-roll this. Um, then you might be end up stuck in like with your pants down, right? But if you are, the way the obscuring keyword works is you could just tow the terrain, mm -hmm. 
shoot out of it and then make a one inch move back off the terrain so you now and you, you can't be yes. seen right so on certain boards it's going to have a massive impact uh, specifically gw boards because they make a lot of use out of obscuring terrain rather than l's and big walls and what have you yep. right so that is going to be massive now the comparison between seventh edition and ninth edition with this is is massively different firstly um ninth edition you're, you're much more reliant upon lots of bits of terrain to hide behind yep. right Whereas in 7th edition, you weren't really. In 7th edition, it was mainly a case of, you know, uh, it, it wasn't massive. You could jump behind a wall or what have you because you weren't building like that. You were building invisible rave knights. You were building big squads of bikes. You were building water spiders. They got to do this anyway. It didn't really get too much use. Um, in this game, this iteration of the game, you have a lot more use for it because it's a shooting game where you jump up and forwards and backwards behind ruins and walls and you're making use of the obscuring keyword. Also in 7th edition, when the book dropped, you were mainly seeing things like Death Stars. You were seeing Beast Packs. You were seeing Kennel Stars. You were seeing Screamers. You were seeing these kinds of units that would just run into your face and just push you off. So it wasn't a case of, well, I need to jump out of the way so I don't get a shot. It was, I'm going to run you into a corner and pin you down. Um, so it, it it wasn't massively powerful then, whereas I think now it's, it is massively more powerful. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like from, from not as good a 40k player, yeah, uh, in my personal opinion... Like, it already feels like, like, if I could have this, I mean, if there was any terrain in the that'd be great. Um, but if I, like, I mean, that'd be fucking lush. Uh, but if I could have the ability to just, like, fucking hide and then shoot again, like, uh, like I'd be all about this. It feels very good. Mm. It feels very good for shooting units. As you know, Tom, when I played 40k the other day and I had some ignores line start shooting, I thought I was on god mode. I was like, this is, yeah, it was good, I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like, you can't ever stop me. Guns forever. Uh, so I loved it. Mm. So, Mm. It does feel it does feel it does feel particularly strong, uh, ultimately. But it does depend on how fragile those Eldar units are generally. And isn't there two ignores line of yeah, sight? Isn't yeah, isn't that already like a lot of ignores line of sight? So like, it's fine, I guess. Okay, so if we make a list of the ignores line of sight stuff that's really prevalent right now, you've got Hive Guard, pretty much massive. Yeah. You've got the Squig Buggies, massive. Uh, what else do you really have right now? You have a bit of Guard, I guess. Sometimes you've got Manacles. You've still got. Um, occasionally see like an Eldari list with the night spinners and the D cannons and what have you. But the announcement we also got at the end of one of these articles is that Nids is coming next. Yes, they did. They almost they gave us a Nids. bit more of a roadmap. Yeah. They well, they, they gave us one book rather than a, a, a six month thing. But that does mean I wonder what they're going to do with Hive Guard. Are they still going to ignore line of sight? I'm not so sure that they are. Oh, really? So well, I don't see a reason why they would. Okay. But. We'll have to see like they are subject to change obviously they are a very powerful unit uh and we'll have to see if that remains the case because if we start taking out the lost line of sight stuff and less of it starts appearing although i say that as we release the tower book we'll have to see how much sms people can cram into lists i'm so hyped for um, the tower book tom but even then man if you can only fire sms at my army you're laughing yeah okay not it's not too bad okay all right, well, I like, what's everyone in the chat think? This seems like it's good, Battle Focus. Um, uh, like, honestly, feels pretty, uh, like, I like fairly keen uh, for the Eldar yeah, players. Yeah. But ultimately, the book is going to be broke as hell because it's Eldar, right? That's... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. I just happen to have, mate, 30 Shadow Spectres oh, waiting, uh... waiting to come out and make good use of Battle Focus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if there's... It's going to be a gonna be a good time yeah, it, because this is just one of this is just your battle trait right this is this no cp 
This is the basic it's rule. Just a no. basic yeah, you just get it. Rule. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a pretty strong basic rule, I guess. Like, obviously, Death Guard, like you know, reducing damage down, sort of thing, is decent. This feels like a good one, uh, all told. I would say. It is. Yeah. 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 Reapers, fire dragons popping up in the chat. Yeah, totally agree with both of us. Um, fire dragons probably. It depends on my range. Um, because if you've got the short range, you might just get run down anyway. You have to start charging stuff down with this. Uh, as a genius dealer coupler, I'm not massively fussed about this one because I'm going to be. I mean, it's all very well if you can't, you know. If I can't see you, but I don't really shoot you anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to kind of try and dodge between the terrain and run at you. I mean, you'll ignore your own bit of terrain, but you won't ignore mine. That's so, true. You know, to yeah, um, and then make it something guards specialize in. Reapers never have battle focus historically, so it'll be interesting to see if they get it now. Uh, I think it's banging. Yeah. 40, K is, uh, 40, K, 40 hours of 40k, I think it's banging, but they are still toughness three. Mm. Uh, my favorite bit they my are. favorite bit about this article, Tom, I don't know, you, 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 I think you were here earlier when I highlighted it, was this rule which also you'll find liberally sprinkled throughout the codex i know i saw that, that was <laughs> <laughs> normally no, <laughs> normally normally uh battle focus is on infantry units right in the eldar book things that walk yeah i mean i, I just like to imagine games workshop like salt baying it up all over the eldar book just you know sprinkling in as his tears directly onto the pages well yeah, i know a lot of people are like we heard dark reapers don't have it the whole eldar book is actually technically out there somewhere uh for people to check it uh but yeah i would mm. i would assume some liberal sprinkling uh, sprinkling but as a like as a i'm a gene sealer cult player apparently shut up you're an eldar player just waiting um <laughs> i'm not i won't be allowed to play eldar i don't think mate not until uh mid-august okay so after worlds yeah after worlds okay then, then they'll be all over this bullshit, mate. It'll be yeah, fucking but like, lovely. Okay, after after what? So after WTC, so after forty k, world's forty k. Do you are you are you mm. like? Yeah, this is going to be my jam then. Oh yeah, probably. Like I always like playing craft worlds, right? But at the same time, I need to do what's best for my team. That's why I'm playing Gene Steel Occults right now because uh, I just happen to have a massive collection. Well, that ties in really nicely with my next conversation, actually. Uh, truthfully, mm. because uh, so the LVO happened this weekend yeah um and mm. uh, and what was quite interesting about the the lvo uh in my opinion uh, there's lots to break down about this and i'd like to know what your favorite part was um uh for 40k is how well the custodies did straight out the bat uh as an army um right i was what i was about to check until it turned out that bcp has automatically logged me out um thanks bcp that's really helpful of you mate good job um, was I wanted to check the matchups for that first custodies list, um, the one that came second and lost to Siegler in the final actually played against. Because we also know that there was a lot of Crusher Stampede walking around mm -hmm. the, the uh, room, right? And we also know that um, John lost to it in round one. Yep. Um, now, I've already spoken about this a little bit. I think it's hilarious that um, no one like bats an eye at that when you know but the moment that manny makes a mistake on stream everyone just fucking crucifies him for no, for some reason um realistically i mean they can understand the concept the context of john losing that matchup because i think it is an unfavorable matchup for the custodes um but they can't understand the context of manny making a mistake and getting punished for it uh which is what it's a it's a side point it doesn't really make a difference mm. but i wanted to go and check and see the lvo and what exactly that list played up against because I suspect it didn't hit any Crusher Stampede. And if it did, um, then, uh, oh, hold up. Oh, BCP's updated and I can't find the LVO. Thanks. Like, it's already, okay, whatever. Yeah. We'll find it later. It doesn't matter. I'll update everyone on Twitter when I find yeah. it and actually have a check. 
But regardless, yeah, Custodes did really well. Um, now, one of the reasons why Custodes were doing really well is what the guy who was coming second was doing was it, we had player place terrain at the event. Yeah. So what ended up happening was he was just taking a big piece of terrain in the middle of the board, working his custodians in with him and saying, you have to charge me to get rid of me. Right? Yeah. And it's about taking the center. It's something I've been saying for like years, right? How about how important the center is because it gives you access to every single point because Games Workshop love to divide the fucking board in a quarter. Yeah, they do. Or in, even like like primary objectives, you see how they're laid out? It's quarters. Engage, quarters. Rod, quarters. All of these things are quarters. So if you have access to the center of the board, you have access to every single point you could possibly want. Um, now, the only reason that that might lose is because you end up playing against something that might be able to actually run into you and beat the shit out of you in melee, which Crusher Stampede does. You bounce off it with Custodes, and then you get run down. Yeah. And that's just how it works. Um, so, yeah, when you can stick the uh, Ruin like that, you basically make it completely impossible to shoot you off. And either you have a key to unlock that Ruin, or you don't. Um, so I would suspect that he didn't play any Crusher Stampede over the weekend, but I might be wrong. If chat knows, love to hear it from the chat so we can go through that. But that's one of the reasons why I think Custodes were doing really, really well. And probably one of the reasons why John Because of the player pace three. It had a massive impact, yes. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think one of the things that I thought that, that well, the reason I brought it up specifically was because um, like it's interesting. The book just came out, and it's obviously featured already in a massive tournament. Yeah. I, 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 this mm. is a conversation about it being too strong or not being too strong, but just the kind of idea like Eldar being out in I don't know like three weeks time, four weeks time, or whenever the fuck it's out. Yeah, mm -hmm. interesting that you, you're not going to obviously bring yourself to play it because you have uh, worlds and you'll be using Eugene Sittler Colts and other stuff. Um, yeah. It's interesting uh, to me that like by the time, so if you're a Custodes player, like excited to get the book, you know, you've had it in your hands for a week and it's already featured in the top tables <laughs> of like a huge event. Like it's interesting, again, that kind of like, um, uh like how can i describe it it's interesting the uh the the arrival to deployment was so fast yeah that it kind of it yeah. kind of leaves your head spinning in a lot of different ways uh in my opinion mm. um and uh i mean, I, I mean you finish your point I, mean, uh, I just i just wondered like uh do you like that doesn't concern you when it comes to uh playing the that eldar in the future like you'll be at a, a pretty big lag when really it feels like the lag is one week now uh, it feels like you run it in a week or that's it, if that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't ne doesn't necessarily mean that you have, like, a massive difference between, like, lists. Like, we've already seen with Drakari, right? We've seen four different Drakari builds come out of that book, and some of which weren't even played until recently, right? And not even just because of changes to the book, yep. right? Uh, with Custodes, I think they have such a limited number of units, and the book is so similar in a lot of ways to the previous one. I don't think it's a massive turnaround time to get that thing on the table. When I picked up a GC Lacoste book, it would take me, I spent two days writing this list out. And then I came to the conclusion, yeah, this list is really suboptimal. I'm not running this correctly at all. Uh, there's lots of things I want to change about it. But when I've played, I've played against the new Custodes book twice now. I've played once at this uh, team tournament that I played um, the weekend. at the weekend. And then I played against uh, my mate Gav on Tuesday as a practice game against Custodes. Um, now... I think that it's not drastically different to the other book. It just a lot of the buffs that were in the previous book are still in the current mm -hmm. one, right? Some of them have been moved around. For example, turning off rerolls is now a cata rather than a, a stratagem. Um, 
So I, it might be a distraction as well. I can't really remember, but it's got a lot of defensive buffs. It works functionally in the same way that the old one does. It just might change a couple of units around here and there, have add a couple of characters in, and then it's all about just running in and just being a massive pain to remove, mm -hmm. right? Which, you know, it's it's not like it's an entirely different playstyle. So it's not like you have a massive learning curve to this army. It's actually kind of like quite... If you took out the massive number of rules that you needed to know to play this army, um, then I would say it's quite like beginner-friendly. The problem is that massive pile of rules. But the massive pile of rules isn't an obstruction because a lot of the rules were in all the other books you had to play for custodians anyway. So like you have the Psychic Awakening, you had you know the base book, you had the Forge World book and what have you. And all that stuff's still there, right? It's just in different places. So it's not like you, it's a functionally different book to run. It's just the rules are in different places now and they function slightly differently. But the overall like theme of the army is pretty much the same. Okay. All right. Um, uh, interesting. I, uh, I, I was, I was interested in how like people are going to feel about like you know the deployment of these armies playing. But if you think that they're already similar, then you know that kind of makes uh, that makes sense mm. that it's not too much of a drama. And maybe Eldar will play similar as well, right? Maybe Eldar will just end up being um, uh, wave serpent, not wave serpents, um, shining <laughs> spears, sorry, and dark reapers as they ever were. Um, and it won't be not. That I'm saying that that's what they were this edition, but that's what they were. That's what they. No, that's what they you. are in my nightmares. Um, still. Yeah, it depends on what they do to sell Eldar psychic trees because Eldar have always been. Well, I say always, have uh, long been since the start of eighth edition rely upon their own psychic trees, mm -hmm. right? Uh, previously in seventh edition, it was very much around the telepathy psychic discipline, which was a core rulebook one that gave you invisibility. But since then, it's very much been about quicken guide doom fortune many doom to be honest and quicken um which have been the core of the every lr build like we talk about the pivots of, of different armies and quicken and uh, doom have very much been a part of that lr thing because it doesn't matter what units you take if you have rerolls to wound so long as you have a number of so long as you have that reroll to wound then you're going to be able to down something pretty quickly mm, yeah. right um, especially when your entire army is built around specializations so yeah i i don't know how uh I don't know how the other book's going to play on drop, but it's always been about specializations. It's just going to be about which specialization is the most useful for you to take. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, uh, like, uh, by the way, this is Matt Laura, uh, by the way, the finalist with the Custodies. Um, uh, he lost to Admech, three wins versus Yukari, one win versus Chaos, one Mirror, and then one Tau, uh, and then one Orc. So he didn't play Crusher Stampede the entire time? No. Uh, one win, one win versus non-crushing nids, basically. Um, uh, Point made. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I, I didn't. Well, this is the thing. I didn't even know what he played, and I could tell you that he didn't play Crusher Stampede, mm. right? But, well, I, the, the, know, my, my, I... my point was actually more uh, more along the lines of um, it being it being interesting to have a book feature so heavily on the top table after launch because I actually find that quite exciting. Like, I actually personally find that like it's pretty cool uh, to see it like just go like straight from Bosch to Bosch. Like, he should be pretty chuffed with himself. I thought that was pretty exciting to see uh, and generally um, pretty hype. How do you feel about? Tom, how do you feel about the, the next bit, the Siegler? I'll wait for you to finish typing. No, you're good. Keep going. No, keep going. Uh, how do you feel? How, how do you feel about um, Siegler getting the uh, the win? The I was hiding. I wasn't uh, like, or not hiding. Sorry, uh, I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go and then turn it up and, and then and then <laughs> ruffle stomping the event. That's pretty exciting. 
Uh, I thought that was. I thought he did well. To be fair, like I was cheering for Alex McDougal to win it at one point because I thought that he had a really rough time with the matchups. Uh, I think that he hit a lot of tough players on the way through. He t- hit David Gaylord, hit Manny, uh, Brad Chester in particular had a really rough, <laughs> a rough run to go through there. Um, and that's what I like. I want to see people play against the best players, right? Um, now, Richard, hold on, that's one not second, one Richard second, Tom. Richard did one really, second, really well. Tom, I just want to shout out my friend Dave in the chat um uh because i yeah no, i just want to say thanks and uh just if any because he rated me he the did, day, didn't but he? also most importantly dave yeah. you are ever immortalized in the honest world game of chat because i pressed this button and they asked me if i could make any miniatures i wanted what would i create i told them i want to make proxies to play in my favorite miniature war game same Dave, <laughs> fucking same Dave. I wanted to do exactly that? the same Dave. You legend, you absolute legend. Mate, uh, can you can you get the can you get the printer cam up? Get the printer oh no, cam I'll up. just show him. I'll Come show on. him some of mine. Favorite proxies for my favorite miniature <laughs> war game. Look at this. Look at this dinosaur. <laughs> oh, what amazing! What yeah, are you doing? Like, fucking... Are you doing Seraphon now? You did. You piece of shit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, hey, do you want to see an actual painted mini on a base? One second. One second. One second. One second. Uh, there we go. There okay. we go. I know this yeah. is a forty k show, but I don't know if you can see that. There you go. No, this you're is fine. my idol on of Mathlan. Because guess what, Tom? Yeah, he's not the Eidolon of Mathlon, but Eidolon of Mathlon in, by the way, in Age of Sigmar is a, uh, it's kind of the avatar of Cain, but for sea people. That's the easiest way. Do you, do you know what he reminds yeah. me of? You know, uh, you know Warhammer Total oh, War yeah. 2 with the Vampire yeah, Coast yeah. dudes who have the big, like, hulking behemoth that, like, lob yeah. shit at you? Yeah, it looks yeah, like one of those. Exactly, right? Yeah, it looks and, good. Because guess what, Tom? And they asked me if I could make mm. any miniatures I wanted, what would I create? I told them I want to make proxies to play in my favorite miniature war game. That, that, anyway. Sorry, Tom. We were, we were talking about Custodes and Matt Laura and the LVO and Siegler. It's just my favorite. It's, no, it's fine. This is my favorite content. <laughs> I'm all right with it, mate. I'm all right with yeah. it, mate. It's okay. Like, people are just sending me stuff about salty, uh, salty people saying the UK circuit is ruining the ITC now, which I'm finding incredibly <laughs> hilarious. Well, what, um, we can talk about the ITC if you want, uh, but hold on. Oh no, not really. I've just, mate. I've been, I've flogged that dead horse like repeatedly. Well, you've talked about like, this week. It's all very well saying, oh yeah. Well, I've been, I've been consistently against the uh, shitty ITC algorithm, but except you haven't complained about it once until the UK had a dominance oh, on big on, events, on. and now let's, suddenly let's, it's let's go topic to topic because I think th- this is this is our next point. Mate, you, you're the one that just brought up all that shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, Dave's also saying that uh, it's amazing that I've got that soundbite prepared. Not only that, I've got Tabletop Tactics telling me the very best way to buy my Warzone Knackman rulebook. I would advocate that you talk Not amongst your it. friends in your friendly local gaming store and you do a syndicate. There you go. I agree. Uh, absolutely excellent. One second. Let me just uh, Google define syndicate. <laughs> Please <go>. do. Uh... <laughs> Why can't it, it just says a group of individuals or organizations combined to promote a common interest. Why not just call it a group? I consider Wahopedia to be my main syndicate. Uh, I'm in a syndicate with Wahopedia. I don't know if you'd like to join me, but like I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, Siegler, like, no, I want. Right. Where would you I'd like, like to go? Talk about Siegler for a minute. <laughs> Which of the like five to talk, topics I'd like would to you talk like to go Siegler for? Before we go any further, right? <laughs> 
Richard Siegler, okay, okay. yeah, right. Okay. Now, number one, on a recent show he did, yeah, the winner of the LVO, the winner just of the LVO, back-to-back winner of the LVO, he did on a recent show said he doesn't consider himself to be the best 40K player in the world because he hasn't played everyone in Europe yet, which I think is pretty magnanimous of him, Tom. He's correct. Yeah, he's correct, but yes. also pretty good of him to comment and mention that, right? No, he is. But, but he's smart. He's smart enough to know that, right? And it's all just—it's all just marketing. But I, I did find it funny how the uh, the thing was titled "Interview of Richard Siegler, Winner of VLPO on Richard Siegler's own channel." Um, that that gave me a but, giggle. But yeah, it's it's one of those. Like I was talking to when I was talking to Jim, I was saying, look, I I think it's a little bit disingenuous of the ITC to say, oh, we're going to bring the best players in the world. And like I was talking to Jim about this because I'm at some point I'm going to stop playing this game, mm. right? But that doesn't mean I want to like be completely disconnected from the scene entirely because I like the punditry. I like the kind of analysis angle, right? And if I st- and if I'm, I'm I, I myself am dis- like devaluing the term best in the world, but it's not going to do me any favors in the future, and I don't think it's it's in, like entirely fair, right? Um, so it's difficult to like make that claim when you haven't like experienced like the best of the best. Yes, yeah, I agree. Right? Um, which you know, when you've only been in one continent, like he's dominating that continent. He's, I, he's definitely the best player in that continent. 100%. Yeah, which is what, I, which is really what like, I want to talk about. No I want to thank Mini Wargaming but, Dave for donating 888 bits to the market corn, and then for some Norwegian dude to gift him good. a gift subscription. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. What I wanted to say was, what I wanted Very to good. say was, is I talked about this this week, and I, I, I've talked about this on the Jason show. We talked about it on this show, right? The art of war, or Richard Siegler himself, like kind of interspersed the two, uh, are, are very dominant dominant in the North American meta, obviously, right? And, and, they're, and mm. they take up lots of airwaves and lots of space, which I think they right, quite rightly should do, because I think they quite rightly do a lot of good war hammies. Uh, but what I wanted to say was, it's interesting because, like, I don't know if it's... I said this on The Daily Show. I was like, I, I don't know if there's even really a way to converse about it anymore. When you have someone that plays two to three games a day, yeah, or even if he just says two games a day, like you're just about to be like, oh, I just played at the weekend. I can't wait to hear how your games were from the weekend. I played six games. That's yeah, massive. That's massive, right? You know, I don't play. Imagine this that game. guy does that Monday through to <laughs> Wednesday, right? He's still got Thursday, Friday to play some more. Like the the reps, and I think reps probably a king in all game systems. Truthfully, yeah, like I think there is some inherent skill, um, and also like you have to have a, a competitive mind. Uh, but ultimately, it's reps playing the game continuously 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 with a focus of like if you're if you're repping to do narrative then like you know that you'll work better at that right if you're repping to win you're gonna you're gonna do better for that like but this guy is so like i don't think he's untouchable tom i'm not saying like he's the greatest player in the world no, ever. I get you. but when yeah. if you like i i said this on the daily show as well i was like there's a there's a uh, I, I just happened to catch a clip yeah, I was obviously just looking through uh, bento box recipes on um, on TikTok, my my new yep, recent yep. passion, right? And I saw <laughs> that's a lie. They're cool those things. They I saw are them. cool yeah. bento boxes. Yeah, uh, I saw a thing of someone doing a, a a javelin throw, right? But there was a unbeknownst to me, I assumed the people who do the javelin Olympics, they just they just throw javelins all day for practice. But no, unsurprisingly, there was like a machine and it was on a rail. And this guy was like launching this javelin, this huge weighted thing up and down this rail. Right. And I kind of didn't even like register that that thing would have existed until obviously I saw it. Right. And I'm sure there are others. My point, <laughs> my point is, mm. right, is that like they're training in ways that just other people just cannot, um, uh, that the other people cannot even train in. 
And how do you feel about like, I know you're not too stressed about like taking in the media from these competitive tournaments, but similarly, like, do you not feel that like, not that it's not a foregone conclusion, but the guy's got to throw a couple of games just to make it spicy in the future, right? Surely. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me to oh, well, say. I, 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 <laughs> how would I even respond okay, to that? Okay, all right. What I'm, what I'm asking is, what I'm asking is, is like, how does anyone truthfully build up the uh, the acumen to regularly beat someone like that? Maybe on a maybe on a one on one, like like by happenstance. But you gotta you gotta think regularly. You put him as favorite odds against anyone in the world. Yeah. Right, maybe not in every matchup on every board, but you at least you got to say, okay, sure, there's some guy in Poland who you think is excellent, but this guy, the guy in Poland, doesn't get ten games in a week as practice, a week, right? Like, or maybe he does somehow. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, well, that's the thing. But, well, this is my point, right? I'm not even saying that he's not, right? I just don't have the information to say that he is. And like, as, as someone's saying in the chat, oh well, what's the metric to judge whether someone's the best player? Then it's like it's entirely subjective. Because there isn't like a metric, right? It's like um, how the Ballon d'Or isn't given out to the, pl the football player who's ranked one in the world. It's given out based upon the, opinion the opinions of a bunch of journalists, right? So they have like a committee and people vote and then they decide who the best is that way, right? Because there isn't a subjective metric of doing it. But they also only have a certain number of people because they're not just going to let Barry from Scunfort vote because his opinion doesn't mean the same because he's, his eye test isn't the same as everybody else's, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm... Uh... Uh, the, the USWTC been announced. I don't think it has, Pete. No, what I'm... Uh, Javelin is the best Olympic sport. Quickly, Tom. Yes or no? Uh, I don't watch the Olympics. I don't watch the Olympics. Amazing. Amazing. It's, bo it's boring yeah. as hell. Like, and it, I don't and care. It, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, right. And obviously, uh, Winters SEO is the best 40k player in the world. What I was more trying to get at, Tom, oh, yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to talk about the efficacy of Richard Ziegler. Take it out of the conversation so no, it's not course. something that you're, that's yeah. in your head. What I'm saying is, right, is how can... Okay, the reason I bring it up, because we're about to talk about ITC. I don't even know what the because I don't even know okay. what you're asking. <laughs> like... okay. When someone practices 10 times a week, yeah, and goes to a tournament, yeah. let's say every other weekend or once a month, yeah, right? How mm -hmm. can dad hammer people, which is most 40K players, so dad hammer people... Mm -hmm. Right, you would expect the mm -hmm. art of war or professional war gamers to dominate because we're about to talk mm -hmm. the ITC, dominate the ITC bracket for the rest of time, because there's no way someone who's a dad hammer person can ever hope to get that much practice in. Right, is my point. Right, mm -hmm. right. Okay. And so, okay. how do you feel about the fact that like it's almost a foregone conclusion that next year's ITC season is both Richard Siegler and all the art of war in the future? I don't think there's anything bit wrong with it and i don't think there's anything what i'm saying is isn't it interesting like and like how would you feel as like because you go to a tournament right let's say you go to the nottingham gt or mm. the lgt tickets have just gone to sale here in the uk right and they're like we've mm -hmm. sold this many people and that's great but you would pretty much guarantee that if siegel came over he would feature in some of the top plays because this guy literally plays yeah, he would. More yeah. games than anyone. I'm, I'm saying I am. I'm saying he's a good player, and I'm saying he's the best player in North mm. America. I'm not like disparaging him. I just can't like. And he, I mean, he said so himself, right? He made this point himself, as as you quoted him, right? But it's, I can't like 
definitively say that anyone is the best no. player in the world because we don't have okay, enough international okay, events. Richard Seagull's aside, what I'm saying is the pe- ha, ha, No, but I don't know okay, what you're asking. Dad, I do not how, understand how, okay, what the question how is. How can dad hammer people compete at events versus pro players? They don't really. There's the answer. That's that's but it doesn't necessarily even it doesn't necessarily even mean though that the only way to get good at the game is just to play, play practice games. I'm not right? I'm not I'm not making that suggestion. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is uh like is when you when there are that many um uh, when there are that many like bonuses to playing loads, playing against people who are really competent, getting loads of time to train, it's your job 40 hours a week. The guy who has a job for 40 hours. Yeah, you'll have a, you'll have a natural advantage. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, because I think that makes the next thing we're about to talk about, yeah? Um, the next thing we're about to talk about, which is... So, so what, have, what, have we, what have we just defined? Can you just actually lay it out? Because I'm trying to understand what, oh, okay. what, what you're what actually trying, trying to get, get at. at is... Because I don't think the only way to get good at 40K is just to practice games. Because I don't really practice, but I end up on like a WTC team every year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like Gaz, my team captain, didn't play the game for a year, and he just won a tournament. Okay. Excellent. All right. That's I, what I what I'm trying to say is is professional um, professional players to some degree. Yeah, I think mm. have a big advantage versus your dad hammer type. I, the reason I bring it up, the reason I bring the yeah, they do. I, the 100%. reason I bring it up is because I think ITC tracks mm. your top four game results. Yeah, which we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, top four for faction, top five for uh, overall. Okay, so top four for faction, top five for overall, mm. right? And getting to five tournaments a year as a dad hammer person, this is now my category, by the way, dad hammer person, yeah, is actually pretty challenging, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Right? If you're single, don't have a family, I think five events a year isn't too challenging, right? If you've got a family, I don't know. Yeah, People agreed. in the chat would yeah, be... Yeah, uh like yeah that's what the primark primark answers it correctly how is someone who plays a bit of tennis going to win wimbledon this year um right so yeah dad hammer right versus what is effectively becoming professionals yeah is really interesting when you start to talk well can can, can i just attack that uh, metaphor because i don't think it's the same i don't think the only way to get good or be strong at 40k is to just play games all the time like tennis is an athletic thing where the mass, the vast majority of it is training and practice, right? Whereas in 40k, a lot of it is just list design. Okay, all right. And like being in a group where you're bouncing ideas off each other constantly, it's not just like sitting down at a tabletop and playing the okay. game. Okay, all right. So you, don't, you, you, in your personal opinion, you think it's about that? I mean, I think I bears that out, right? Like, I mean, Neil's just come in the chat and just made the point that Richard actually plays less than the other Art of War guys. So why aren't the Art of War guys stomping Richard every opportunity? This isn't Richard's main job. Mm. Surely they practice way more than he does. Surely they'd be better. No, no? good points. Good points. Good points. Mm. Hey, but well, this is where, okay, good, good. So in my opinion, though, like, so just to throw my opinion out there, right? Uh, like, no, go for so it. the Dad Hammer community, right, which oftentimes support large events, but don't tend to support maybe as many other events as potentially as possible. It's kind of, this has been percolating in my mind today, thanks to a great conversation I've been having with some other people, right? So the Dad Hammer community, which in my opinion, supports the, the, is the big bulk of event going people. Yeah, when you get to a large Mm, event. Yeah. But yeah, you have the you have the people who grind out events. They go to an event every month, or they go to an event. I mean, even if you go to an event, not weekly, I think that would be insane. Yeah, but some people yeah. grind out events, right? There are events all the time. <laughs> my brother's been my brother's been a skateboarder. I can, can I give you a yeah, great sure. example? Actually, um, Mark Crumbleholm in 2017 was like a mid-table 
player, yeah. right? But then he went to an event every single weekend for about two years. And he improved massively. So I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying it's not important. I don't think it's the be-all and end-all. But also, if you get that many reps in, you are going to have an advantage because it does have yeah. value. I personally think it's probably the most valuable thing you can do, right? I think... I, I, I would disagree, but we can do a whole other okay. show on that, I think. That's a massive topic. Okay, sure. Uh, we, we, we will. Um, now... Yeah, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the 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 reason I bring it up is because uh, the ability. My brother, by the way, was a skateboarder. Has been a skateboarder his whole life. Uh, people who live at the skate park mm. were always known as ramp tramps because they would just live at the skate park. <laughs> like they would get there at like eight a.m. and he wouldn't leave until midnight. Mm-hmm. Like he would eat his food there, his lunch there. Like he was literally a ramp tramp. He would like sleep underneath uh, like the ramp and stuff. Right? Like he wouldn't stay there. Um, Winning a GT requires extreme mental effort and hard work, says the DDV show. I agree. Uh, okay. The, uh, the 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 point I'm trying to get at next is when you start talking about the ITC, which we're going to talk about, because Games Workshop have officially endorsed the ITC, right? So it's going to be really interesting to talk about mm-hmm. that in a yep. minute. Um, how are we going to uh, delineate these two communities, the Dadhammer community and your ramp tramps? for like, tournament tournament tramps i guess that works right like the people who just turn up with like a couple of orc boys in one pocket uh some dice in another they just start uh, <laughs> just a curry tub full of jeans yeah, just, uh, yeah. The they're like have you yeah. got your book and they look at you like you're like they look at you like you're literally mental they're like it's on it's on battle scribe and Wikipedia. i've got this shut up uh right how do we <laughs> those people yeah versus um uh versus your dad hammerers who turn up with their like i've been painting this army for six months i'm pretty keen like it looks really nice i painted the candle on every single uh one of my sisters about all like it looks lush right because when we get into the itc conversation it's interesting that there's going to be such a wide gulf because i look at richard siegler yeah and the art of war guys as well manny sexy manny is a good example of this as well manny is definitely a tournament tramp he it's his job it's his job Thank you very much. Manny's a great example. We could just talk about Manny and yeah. Richard Seeger. I think I would have been able to uh, get this through a bit quicker yeah. and a bit easier. No, no, I, I just didn't understand the, the question. That was yeah, all. yeah. Um, like, Manny does it as his job. And so it's unsurprising that he can do pretty well all the time, right? Yeah, but he was good even before that, though, right? But equally, he didn't have the competition from other people doing these full-time coaching services, right? Uh, from the other people who is basically their job to just do as well as they physically yeah, can, yeah. right? Um, you yeah, know. yeah. Right. So, uh, like, like, how do you feel about ITC uh, now and Games Workshop? Because I know you've spoken about, I, I know you've spoken about Jim on Duplicity Paints. So, if you want to go check out a much longer conversation mm. about the conversation, how do you feel about the integration there? And then my caveat, kind of going into that, or maybe not your wholesale views, but my ca- when you talk about the integration, just very quickly before you ask a second question, what do you mean by the integration? Do you mean like the how it's going to be different, the types of players, the people who do it for a job and the people who yes. do it like for a hobby interact? Or do you mean... Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Okay. That's the first bit. We could talk about the whole thing, because I'm sure you would have had that mm. conversation with Jim, like the whole thing in detail, and you'll have some quick fire thoughts on that. But like for me, I look at that and I think, well, the Art of War guys and Richard Siegel is going to just womp that away next year. Like in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Manny okay. as well. Manny's yeah, also in that category. I, I... The professionals, the professionals yeah. are already yeah. romping ahead, right? That's how it is in my head. So, what do you mm-hmm. think about that? 
So here's, here's what I think. It, it comes down to a question of what do I think is most important when prepping for a tournament. And I think the most important thing when prepping for a tournament is to be in a community of people who are as good, if not better, than you in terms of players, right? That's not just because of the practice they provide. So I think Art of War will do really, really well, obviously, in the next ITC season. And I, I think if you disagree with this, then you're mental. They're 100% going to do really, really well because they're, they're some really, really good players. But they've got the best players in North America all in one house, like bouncing ideas off each other and practicing. And the most important part of that isn't the practicing, it's the bouncing ideas off each okay. other, right? It's why I value the WTC team structure so so massively and, and why you get people into these groups like England do this, we do this, Scotland do this with their Discord server. It's about having lots of people all brainstorming ideas constantly and testing them out, right? It's not about just getting good because what does like practicing actually do for you? It does two things. It shows you the efficacy of a list. And it teaches you like the basic mechanics and how to play on a micro level, right? And also gets you more familiar and more comfortable at the tabletop, which helps you make strategic decisions, okay? Um, the strategic decisions thing, I don't think matters as much because a lot of the time there isn't the same pressure on you in a practice game as there is in a tournament. It doesn't necessarily do the same thing. The tactics thing, it's massively important. Get, just getting those reps in because it gets you familiar with like what different units can do and also how like you can make micro movements that really benefit you the most. And the list testing thing, I mean, anybody can do that, right? Like I could just throw a list at someone and say, hey, test this, right? Like I will go to one of my players. Like, so I went to one of my players, yes, like was it yesterday or the day before? I went to one of my players who's been playing sisters for the last six months. And I said, hey, what do you think of sisters with the new changes, right? And then that player will go away. They'll test a bunch of stuff and then they'll come and tell me and then I'll have the same information, but I haven't played those games, Okay, right? I don't need to play the games myself in order to do that. But by diversifying it and having a big group of people who are like-minded, who are all good players and whose opinions you trust, you end up getting the same okay. thing, right? So it's not even, but it's a job thing. It's just a community-based thing. So I think that's the most important thing. And you can get that without necessarily having it for a job. But then you need a much wider group because you're not doing as much testing on an individual on an individual basis. Okay, interesting. So you think someone like Manny, as an example, who does it for a job, is actually benefited from the fact he has a, mm. a good network of people to play with over doing it for a job? Yes. I don't think that Manny is good because he does it for a job. I think he's good because firstly, he was already a solid player. And secondly, he's integrated in this community of some of the best players in the UK. Okay. And you think that that's more of an advantage than than playing as a job? Yes. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, good. That's, that's really uh, that's really interesting uh, Like points uh, raised by that. I'd like to know what everyone else in the chat thinks. Um, I think that the ability to, to practice so much feels like a big, big advantage, um, and it feels like a positive advantage as well. Uh, obviously, those community bits kind of... like Also, you, you tend to play against a lot of different play styles, which I think is fairly advantageous. Um, and, and I don't mean like an unfair advantage. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is, is it's a good, it's a positive, right? <laughs> right? Like what? Sorry, he's looking at the chat. Me last. <laughs> don't worry, it's just Tanner Herbert's comment in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not sure we could read that out. No, can we? we can't. Yeah. We can't. Um, but also, you have to remember that, like, that's one for me. Yeah, uh... so, some of the YouTube bat rappers yeah. uh, are play are doing it as their job, but their job is to entertain. They're playing 40k to entertain. They're not playing 40k to win, right? Um, I would I would argue that that's far far more important, like to understand because yeah, the practice yeah. to win is very different to the because you could do narrative, you could yeah. practice to narrative, right? Like I reckon if we tried our hardest yeah. to make each one of our games tell more story, at the end of a year we know how to do it better. Like I think that seems fair. Yeah, and 
I, I also think that this description actually does more of a service to, to those guys in the States because I don't think that Nick, John, Brad, and uh, Richard are good players because they practice because they practice a lot. I think they're good because they've got the great mindset for it. And I think they're good because they've also, they also have the right mindset where they can bounce the ideas off each other with this community. And then the practice just allows them to test out lots of different lists, right? Um, with John, I 100% see why he took custodians. And I think I made a point on um, Jim's podcast, which I think is wrong now. Because I, I was originally of the opinion that I thought that uh, John took custodians because he thought that it beat Crusher Stampede because he knew Crusher Stampede would be everywhere. Um, and I used the fact that he said that uh, like his dice were really bad after the game to... Uh, to bear it out and i don't think that's true i think he took that and uh, hoped that he would dodge it right so yeah it's just one of those where you just get to test out a lot of different like, let's say in fact it, it birthed the brohammer list yep. right because they could test in this hermetically sealed environment but you were able to create this list that no one else had actually thought mm -hmm. of yet right uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it for a job and not to be able to do that. It's just about the right community and, and that kind of stuff, you know okay. what I mean? All right, good. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how everyone else in the chat uh, says, Captain Daz says, playing against good players every time makes mm -hmm. up for your game if you play poor players. Uh, yeah. You're not learning as you can steamroll every time. Uh, Dan's, got, Dan's also yeah. got a great story as well, uh, that they've got a league over there in New Zealand um, in my local area, and he's a big mm. dog called Chris. He plays loads and wins loads, but uh, we have a jackpot uh, to try and get him, and he's still a champ the year later, which I think is very fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I just I just want to go off uh, Captain Daz's point as well. Um, when I used to go on the forums like Daka Daka in like 2011, right? You'd have these things called. Um, I forgot you mean 2000? You mean 2009? Signatures. Come on. No, I don't mean 2019. <laughs> uh, I've always posted like the plague now, thank you. Um, but uh, what you used to have is you have people put things in their signatures. And one of the things you often saw people put in their signatures was like, I play orcs and I've played this many games and my win percentage is this. And if I ever saw someone with a win percentage of 100%, I thought, that person is fucking shit. Okay. Because there is no chance that they're playing against anything that's going to help them learn. Right. So one of the things that I played against uh, this weekend was Custodians with Gene Stealer Cults. And I came away from that game and I was thinking, man, we do not want to ever pair Gene Stealer Cults into Custodians right. because it's just a massive problem. So do you know what I went you out really... and did? I went out and got a practice game against Custodians. Okay. And how did that go? Right. Uh, I, I still lost by less. So that okay. was good. Um, so basically, it's just one of those where if you're only ever playing against stuff that you know that you beat, you're never going to learn how to beat the stuff that you don't. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's interesting, which I do think the practice games will help in some ways uh, for that. Uh, like that's that's an element for you to mm. understand. Oh, yeah, because Because you, you, yeah. obviously a tournament yeah. is an uncontrollable environment. Yeah. So you are like it's mm. not like the WTC where you can engineer some matchups. This is a you yes. could get yeah. the bad matchup in round three. Yeah. Which is like, uh oh, this is their matchup I didn't want with this army particularly. So I think the practice game in that situation gives you that advantage to, to, to play through. But probably also having a conversation with everyone in your community does. It's interesting because uh, let's talk about um, the uh, Games Workshop um, uh, not buying out the ITC. Obviously, I didn't. Obviously, talking heads would say that. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Games. Yeah, talking talking heads just don't know what we're talking about, even if they say it a year in advance of it actually yeah. happening. So, okay. Games Workshop, sorry. Yeah, are in, are in partnership with the itc uh mm -hmm. circuit sorry sorry uh, that's what i mean 
No, and no one could have seen this coming, could they? No, well, there's you know, no way. It's not something that you know has been going on for a while. It's you know, it's just something that happened spur of the moment at the LVO. <laughs> Everyone was just having a fucking like pie or something. I don't know. And they decided, you know, what would be a really cool idea. And then within twelve hours, we got an article. Well, I actually do think it's a cool idea. I do yeah. actually think it's a cool idea. Uh, right. Um, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, anyway, I dig it. It's just funny, but you know, obviously we. We don't know what we're talking about, do we? We do not know what we're talking about. We do not know. No. When we when no. we talked about this on the show a year ago, we were lying. Uh, we were lying. Yeah, yeah, we just made it up and then our lie manifests itself <laughs> into fucking reality. Or maybe we gave everyone the idea, Tom. Could we have done that? Hmm. Could we a year ago? That's okay. I'm sure everyone. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone will remember next time someone discredits us and you know call, calls us talking heads. But uh, you know. Doesn't matter really, does it? You know what? We'll just leave that hanging. <laughs> you know. Imagine discrediting someone who you know is telling the truth. You know, that's gonna do wonders for your reputation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not gonna matter because not like mm. the three people that give a fuck about us are not gonna care. Uh but Twitch chat love you uh forever. Mm. Um uh <laughs> all three people of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake fake news, the honest wargamer. Uh fake news. Anyway, uh mm, as much yes. as as much as um uh that doesn't matter, that particular story, uh, the fact that we dropped it a year ago. Uh, now, right, uh Games Workshop and uh, not in brackets. Games Workshop and the ITC have partnered, partnered with each other uh, to work in conjunction to use uh, the tournament results. Now we don't know specifically how it works, but it does sound like there's some pretty big cash prizes, Tom. Right, big cash prizes. So mm. they've said that you'll get free rule support for a year. Uh, at your Great. Free... <laughs> Imagine that being a, like a valuable prize, by uh, the way. <laughs> Imagine a game where that's like a super valuable prize. <laughs> well, imagine a game where you like how many rules do you have to release? Like I like how they're like they're like, hey, if you come top in faction, you get free access to Wahopedia. And they're like, Do you mean Wahopedia that's free already? They're like, No, we mean the app. But, that's wrong. But there is something that uh, that I did notice on yeah. this though. Um you know how you used to get a big check for winning the ITC? Uh yeah, a big comedy check. I love comedy checks. Is uh is that big comedy check listed as a part of the price support uh, here? Is that comedy check listed as part of the price support here? I don't know what you mean. Can't, comedy check. I can't seem to find it, Rob. Well, yeah, I mean, they've listed the prizes that you get for winning the ITC. Where are they? No? Where's the link? Where's the article? I can't remember. I'll it's somewhere. It. I'll find it. I'll find it. You carry on. Yeah, I've got it. It's too late, Rob. I've got it. I've chat. got it. I'm, uh, I'm too fast. Yeah, it's going in the chat when I can click the hitbox. There okay. we go. Yeah, so there's a list of prizes. So winners will be invited to compete in the official Warhammer final where, I'm not reading that line, some people will get to c get a chance to battle it out for eternal glory. Okay, well, the best players in the UK and the US, and maybe Canada if you fly down south, um, will get to paddle it out for eternal glory. Uh, the first invitation will be awarded at the Las Vegas Open. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, winners of the ITC events will receive a redeemable code for any of, for their choice of any Warhammer Age of Sigma. So their choice of. So it's not all. <laughs> okay, fine. So I get our book. Yeah, yeah, our book though is twenty five pounds. <laughs> okay. Oh great. Winners yeah, will okay. receive a redeemable okay. code. Oh. Oh, no, 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 there's the next one. The best in faction yeah. winners will receive, uh, yeah, okay. All the uh, books and stuff, fine, okay. End of year ITC winners, hobby track and competitive winners for Sigma and 40k will get a cho get to choose an army of their choice up to 2,000 points, Rob. 
starting okay. this weekend. So Very everyone good. who won best in faction for Age of Sigmar and 40k has won a 2,000 point army. A 2,000 point army. Right? Mm. Which is mm. absolute gold. Because while 40k is fair, there's a lot of people playing ITC in the 40k. Literally, there's no one playing Age of Sigmar in the 40 Like, yeah, sure, in America, there's some people playing some ITC for Age of Sigmar. Right? But Tom, I reckon I can get myself in, like maybe the top eight factions right like i so this this is this is just the end of year itc winners yeah so this isn't all best in factions is it uh end of year itc winners hobby track and competitive winners. oh we've got to win yeah. the whole thing okay no yeah the best in faction for the whole okay. year yeah all right okay so top performing itc finishes with the opportunity to participate in an all new balanced data slate feedback group Ooh, to help shape and then they won't listen to it. like okay so i'm i i made this point on jim's thing like Let's say for a hypothetical, I win the ITC and I'm invited to the balanced data slate feedback group, okay? Which won't happen, uh, mainly because I don't really care. But equally, what would it change if I was on there? Oh, well, it should... Do I think it would have any impact upon the wider game whatsoever? Uh, no, probably. No, no, it won't. Yeah. Because it's not like the issues that we're having in 40K are because they have a lack of um, fucking access to people who know what they're talking about they just they just underutilize that feedback yeah 100 so agree. let me just double check this again winners of major itc events will be invited to compete in the official warhammer final so winners of major itc events and they get to decide what those major itc events are although we assume like some of them uh like for instance i, I the big three adepticon nova and uh, lvo will be major ones but the other like the other one as well thanks grimgarth for donating a gift sub by the way um uh, where the best players in the world will get a chance to battle it out for Eternal Glory. The first invitation will be awarded by the Las Vegas Open this very weekend. Uh, so winners of the major ITC events will receive a redeemable code of their choice uh, of any Warhammer Age Sigmar or Warhammer 40,000. So winners of major ITC events. So if you just win an event, you're going to be able to get a £25 book. Uh, ITC best in fact. Nice. That's nice. I'll get to get my own code. Yeah, that's nice. Right. You won an event. <laughs> Here is a code. But when you already have a code for your book, so I guess it's for your next book. It's for your next book. I mean, it, de it depends, doesn't it, Rob? Let's, let's be honest. Any of your ITC winners, it's all a bit vague at the minute, isn't it? Because it's like like winners of major ITC events, but like, do they mean the term major or do they mean specifically these major ones? <laughs> we don't know right i i, I don't yeah. know yeah uh best in faction winners for warhammer age sigma and warhammer 40,000 will receive digital rules entitlements for subsequent calendar year so if you win best best in faction oh yeah get, you, mate it's just app codes it's app codes hey man they it's app codes dude <laughs> <laughs> you shut up it's actually app codes and then two uh... people yeah, we'll actually get uh, two 2,000-point armies. And then top performing IC finishes. Right, uh, and if it falls, these might heroes do the hard work of making sure the event has a roof. Make sure the appropriate organizers and judges have codex and battle terms. So they're going to give uh, tournament organizers uh, and judges codexes and battle terms so they're fully up to date uh, to run an event. Can we uh, run a tournament so I can get all the books, please? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, we'll be, Hell we yeah. That's a that's a real present. We'll be increasing the amount of train and other product support available. What from zero? Not sure. Uh, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, does it, does it, does it... it depends. Like I say, I want to run a tournament. Uh, okay, how much to really have? Um, 
I don't have anything. Can you provide some for me? Okay. Do you have any rules? Uh, no. Can you provide that as well? <laughs> yeah. But then we're like, Let's keep but, going. Like, no. but don't you like if you're running a 40k? Like if you've run a 40k event in the past year of any size, haven't you? Didn't you already have terrain to run the event? Otherwise, you couldn't have run it. I mean, it depends on like if you're building up an event or if you're just going to go straight to a thousand people. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So you and me need to run a thousand point forty k event and just be like, no, a thousand people, a thousand people, a thousand people. people, and then Rob, after we're done, we'll sell all the terrain. <laughs> we'll sell all the new mats because we know what the new sizes are going to be. That'll work for us. Uh... Oh yeah, oh, that's. That... Oh, that was, that was a yeah, so. <laughs> Never forget, Tom. Never forget. Oh, by the way, anyone want these? By the way, bro, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom picture, there's a dude here with a Tao Nazi supremacy suit. <laughs> Is that what? Is this someone dressed as a Tao? Dude, scroll down. No, 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 just scroll all the way down to the bottom. There's a dude with like a bowler hat on. That's kind of cool. But look, mate, look, there it is. Just a white spray painted. Supremacy Town suit. Town supremacy suit. Go back up again. Yeah, yeah, there it is. What there is, it is this? Look oh, wait, this is, uh, this is Adepticon teams, isn't it? This is what this is. This is Adepticon team tournament. Yeah, but it's... It... Yeah, but it's... It's got four, what is like, that? at least is four that or five titans on that board. belt mat on... What? It looks like something you play Subutio <laughs> what on. What is this? Why is this picture? They must have so many pictures from it, like large scale international events. What is this picture? Dudes, that's apocalypse. Oh, wait, hold on. Finally, as we said, uh, this is the beginning of how we plan on supporting one event scene. Stay tuned for plenty more news. Uh, if you're Tom or organizer or an ITC participant, you have any questions, uh, you, you can email the ITC TO. And of course, Warhammer members. Uh, okay. Tournament organizers will have a chance to join a TO advisory group. Ooh, Tom, let's become tournament organizers. Right? Let's join the tournament organizers. <laughs> Come on! Surely we got to we get to join the advisory group. Yeah, to make sure there's a place to give feedback. Uh, learn from best practice. That's but which which will not be listened to, I would assume. Because can't it's us. I join. Can't I, can't <laughs> yeah. I join? No, as someone point you you go for it, mate. You, as you someone go has for pointed it. out, I am obviously <laughs> I'm not sure I can I'm be shadow banned. So like <laughs> everyone always talks about cancel culture, but I no think... one's ever been cancelled by a billion dollar company because I have. Like and it's fun. I don't think that's true, Rob, <laughs> but okay. I have. Uh... <laughs> No, not that bit. The uh, no one else has ever been cancelled by them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, lots of people have been cancelled by Billy, and they deserve it. The bitches. Uh, True. Not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, whatever. Where, where are we going now? Uh, we're still talking about this because there's loads of implications. Okay, so effectively, if I compete in ITC and I win the ITC two thousand point army, if I compete in major ITC events, but I don't know what they are. Like, but I assume that they're going to tell me which one the major ones are. I could win a £25 book. Okay? Nice. Uh, wait, uh, if I win Best in Faction, I'll get rules free for a whole year. Okay? Uh, All rules? Uh, we'll receive digital rules and type for the subsequent that? calendar year for their relevant game system. You know, wait, hold on, I can't see so that. So it's... it's I don't tell you where it says best a, in faction. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, so that's best in faction over the entire year. So it's not just at, an, at a major no, event. No, no, no. No. So win a major event, no. £25 book. Yeah, well, code. Well, Wahabedia. Like, and then... <laughs> wait. Okay. okay. Best in faction. Best in faction. Mm -hmm. Wahabedia. Um, but also digital rules for a year. Um, 
Mate, this is how we're going to get the app numbers up. We're going to get like the 16 people who win best in faction. Why can't I get a book? App. What if I want to know the story, man? What? Why? I can't win a book. That feels. Yeah, but best in faction players at the ITC don't care about your fucking story. I, yeah, shut up. What? What you telling me? Just because? What, dude? You're telling me you don't want to read the story at the front of the codexes? What? Can I not just have a book? That seems unfair. What? No, I don't want to read it. Mate, that's what Lexicanum's huh? for. That's what Lexicanum's okay. for. Okay. That is, Lexicanum is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I like the hyperlinks. You just click the yeah. next thing. Uh, bold two of you to assume that the rules you win a code for would last a whole year. <laughs> that's bold, I agree. Uh, Depends if it's a Space Marine book or not, mate. That's okay, all right. So, am I motivated? Okay, I would like to win the ITC now because I want a 2,000-point army. Tom, now it's time to talk about the ITC and how I can win the ITC, right? That's important, okay? Because I'm, I'm motivated now, Okay. Okay, I know what's on the line. Okay. I know what's on the line. <laughs> okay, you. thank you, thank you. Fine. I know what's on the line. What's on the line is being able to win a two thousand point army. It's pretty important, yeah. So that's really important to me. Yeah, I assume, let's put a monetary value of that of eight hundred pounds. I don't know why, but I'm just okay. Mm. Let's just do that. Yeah, that sounds like a G stealer color army. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's an eight hundred pound prize. So a lot to work for towards. So I'm pretty motivated. Okay. Hey, you also get to go to this uh, Warhammer final where they'll pay for your flights and hotel for you to get to Lenten, I would assume. No, they're not doing it in Lenten, man. They're doing it in America. They're doing it the fucking... They're doing it so they can fly... There you go, mate. You get a trip to so America. They can fly there you go. over. They're going to do it in Texas. Texas. Yeah. Um, so, the... So, Tom, how do I win the ITC? Tell me, because I'm a bit of a noob. 40k, ITC, how do I win it? Go. You go to events yes. with loads of people at right. them. And you come first. Okay, excellent. What if I... And where are all the loads of events? Where are the... Where In the UK. Oh, they're in the UK. They are in the okay, UK, Rob. Excellent. Okay, so I don't have to fly to mm. America. Very convenient. You you will have to for the Las Vegas Open, because that's the biggest of all events. That's the mother load, okay? But for UK... You keep, you keep talking. I'm just going to Google in how much flights I, uh, to Las Vegas are. One second. A, uh, a big 300-player event every month, Rob. Okay. So, you don't even need to win them all, Rob. If you go to one a month, and you come first in half of them, you've got a good chance of winning the ITC event, Really? Rob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to find out how much it costs. Oh, it's actually not bad. It's £600. Yeah, and because we have all the big events, Rob, that means that we must also have the, uh, the best place. It's only £500 to go to Las Vegas, Tom. Okay. So nice, I am nice. down, like, considering I'm going to go and definitely win, I'm down three, I'm down 500 of my 800 pound prize pool, but I'm going to have obviously a great mm. time. But you're going to do it 100%, so it's a good, good bet. bet. Yeah, you're going to have a good time, and you're basically a 300 pound uh, profit. Well, I assume hotels are going to cost a little bit of money. No, it's okay, you don't need a hotel. Just sleep in perfect. the street. Perfect, perfect. Classic, classic <laughs> tournament trap yeah. behavior there. Yeah. Use my yeah, KR yeah. case as a pillow. Excellent. Okay. So I'm going to make £300 yeah, profit. Yeah. Get the foam out. Get okay. the foam out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm right in thinking you have to go to the largest event in the world to play. I, I think it probably helps. Yeah. And then I yeah. have to... And then I have to A good number of people. And then I have there. to go to all of the different events that are major. So you were talking about the fact that... I mean, to be fair, if you're going to be economical, Richard did win it, having only gone to six events. So, you so know. I just got to go to six large you events. You don't have to spend six large events because you're guaranteed to win them all, aren't you, anyway, Rob? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, you know. So just go to, like, one every two months. Just go to five big UK events 
and then go to the uh, or four big uk events and then go to the lvo and okay, you'll be fine no problem i'm gonna get them booked in right now thanks very much seems easy hell seems yeah easy it's okay you've already got your army so that's no cost zero cost you just go and find like a street painter to just spray it with some mm -hmm. cans for no, 20 quid well, i'm painting Bosh. mine really nice actually oh, yeah. screw you yeah but yeah but this yeah but that way you don't have to buy the paint oh, okay <laughs> yeah all right okay uh so we're saving you costs Rob. okay so the 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 thing about the itc and this is for everyone obviously and me and tom's obviously uh take, making light of it right now uh is you do have to go to all the large events uh it, because the larger the event the more points you get for winning or doing well in the event uh the kind of follow-up point from this uh is that that's great because it encourages there to be large spectacular events which support uh, the event economy, I guess, uh, in some ways. Uh, but it also means that if you are landlocked to somewhere maybe outside the US or the UK, uh, let's say you're in Australia, um, probably it's unlikely that you'll be able to feature in this process right now, unless something's changed, unless they plan to change how they weight the scoring in the future. Um, it's, gonna, yeah. it's going to be uh, pretty hard. Uh, it's pretty hard to uh, win, basically. Uh, unless you are in the US or UK. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as much as I was laughing at uh, uh, James on Goonhammer, who was who wrote his article about the um, ITC scoring, like he's complaining about how like big events are like, you know, the algorithm's a bit fucked for ITC and how it scores points. He's absolutely correct on. Now, he said that he's always had this opinion, but it's just coincidence that he just happened to only start voicing it after the UK started having massive events. But that doesn't really matter. He's he's absolutely correct. So he was talking about <laughs> how you could weight points for matchups and how you could like weight points for different fucking like quality of opponent. But you know, it's uh, he's absolutely right. So I'd recommend going to check that out, even if it's a bit funny. <laughs> Wait, is is he American? Oh yeah, of course he is. <laughs> Sharp. He's not wrong he's not though, wrong. right? I mean, it's funny, but he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. He's but not the wrong. Timing but... is funny. The timing is oh yes yeah, like yeah I've always, I've always thought the algorithm was fucked i just only started screaming about it like every time i go into the eldari chat on facebook he's there just complaining about the algorithm something i'd never seen before the uk started having massive oh, events that's so, so you know. interesting in fact i'll get you the, I'll get you the article chat there you go, so James. now what we're saying is is <laughs> the entire system yeah which was built to support mainly north american events is be is be <laughs> is, is being is in being... italics the united kingdom's 40k community will break the itc in 2022 what? where's that <laughs> that's the quote in this article what Le like we're going to the article because now we don't break the community it's unacceptable <laughs> wait, wait hold okay, on hold fine. on boots lvo and itc no. year in review okay a season review where's the quote um all right, so it's under the ITC algorithm uh, subheading, so it starts with a seasonal review, then okay. there's one that right. says improving right. tournament placement We're reading this together, Tom. Then... We're reading this together, okay. This... Oh, I got to, I got to, because like this is gold. This is absolute gold. The second thing I'd like to change, see change over 2022 season is how the ITC scoring algorithm works. Specific, specifically, I'd like to see two things. Changes to the player cap bonus, the algorithm being made public again. I wrote an article about this back in October following the London GT. <laughs> Well, that, that's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> that's fucking co convenient. Uh, IT stands for International Tournament Circuit. Uh, if Yeah, international. Doesn't it stand for the International Tournament Circuit? 
Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. That's what it, how it's listed on the uh, games. In fact, it has done for about a year now. Uh, if yeah. you haven't, I highly recommend that you read it as the arguments made and supporting reason will be covered here. Instead, I'm going to make the predicament. Uh, the uni- United Kingdom's 40k community will break the ITC in 2022. Now, read the first sentence, then I want to make a comment. Okay. I can already hear some Brits chortling over this. Hello, I am a Brit. Uh, but the reality is, I didn't support a broken... And I'm chortling. I didn't support a broken r- r- algorithm then, and I don't now. Whatever problems that are... No, there we go. That's fine. No, we can stop there. Okay. Stop there. He didn't support it, but he didn't condemn it either. And now it's a problem because it's all a UK thing. He's now condemning it, of course. Okay, so it wasn't a problem. Now he is right. <laughs> he, he is right. It's always been a problem. He is right. He is okay. right. However, this is funny. Okay. Right. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Let me let me carry on reading because I'm fucking right. fascinated by this. Whatever problems that were that the overwhelming of LVO caused in the past, whatever problems that they already caused, are about to be on full display this year as United Kingdom lines up to have 300 person event after another after each month that heavily tilts the ITC scoring as 4-1 finishers gain mm-hmm. more points than 6-0 finishers in the US. At smaller events. I mean, you could if you take if you take this four mm. years ago or even like two years ago, and you swap UK and US yep. around, it would be exactly and the w- same. And the thing that we've all exactly the thing the that same. we've always talked about, always Mate, talked about. I was talking about this in 2018 after I got 200 odd points for beating five people at the LGT. Yep. Okay. Who knew? Who knew? Zach was like, let's turn our table's portrait, yeah, and let's fucking break everything. And I, I thought he was a mad fuck. I thought, do you know what? I don't agree with that, Zach, but now I kind of agree with it. I want portrait tables. I want Here bunk bed tables. Let's go. Let's rack them up, boys. Yeah, England is built on fucking... Oh, we got it. We got it. Just rack them in. Also, before we move on, I just want to say I'm really sorry, James, but I had to do it, mate. It was just <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Whatever problems the over double decker tables, <laughs> double decker tables is great. Whatever problems that the overweighting of LVO caused oh, in the past no. are about to be on full display. It's entirely issues of geography and population density. It's entirely an issue of geography and population density. It's not. I, I'm trying to quote someone, but I don't know how it goes. I think it goes something like Americans might. No, it's just the ability to put out big events. Like, yeah. into it. like I think America might recognise this term. I think it's womp womp. Um, I predict that as Americans uh, realise they're increasing locked out of top spots for factions. Oh no, like the UK were until literally this set of events. Until literally this set of events, Tom. This is like... I know, This is clown makeup. (laughs) It's glorious. This is clown makeup, like big clown hair. Um... But why does it? Uh, uh, but why does it need to come to that? Why can't we fix what is obviously uh, predictably broken now? The community NTOs need to. I don't know why. Why haven't you fixed it for the last five years? I mean, to be honest, I didn't really give a fuck because Same. it's just a meme. It is a meme. It is a meme. It is a meme. And also, it's not going to change. Like, I don't yeah. understand why no one understands how this doesn't change. The ITC is run by people who run events. They want those events to be as big as possible. They don't want you to get ITC points anywhere because then you don't need to go to their large events. Tom, chat very quickly. Hey. Why is Zach able to sell three hundred fucking tickets? Yeah, to a portrait. I mean, I think it's because of points. But you, you think know. it's because of points? I think it's because yes. of points. I mean, just yeah. Why are you doing it, right? Why are you doing it? Because um, 
People are going to 300 person events because of fucking ITC points, man. Because they know if they go to a big one. So Zach is a good guy, correct? Who knew, right? He sold them to get, the, right? So like, that's why they go into these major events, which means Zach is literally profiting off another system that's already been existed to profit another company. They should never change it. They should never change the system. I'm so involved with the system being this way, Tom, in my opinion. Ooh, that's a bit of spice in well, the chat, though. According to, uh, well, apparently the algorithm is meant to be changing to weight the number of rounds of the number of players. And the UK only plays five uh, rounds. But wait a minute. The UK only plays five rounds. The US rounds. plays nine. Uh, thanks to Big Bold Demo for subscribing and supporting the show, which will mm. always bring you the hottest 40k we'll, ha we'll, we'll have to see, I guess. We'll, we'll have I'll to see. I'm going to play Warhams, but skipping this Saturday event to play Warhams with friends. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, like, interesting if it's changed up. So, Tom early predictions as mm. talking heads unable to pick uh, predict the future um mm. if, it's true it's true if the if the scoring system i mean to be fair we don't predict the future we just say what's already happened whether or not people <laughs> want to acknowledge it so uh, so if the if the system changes uh to uh positively affect the us only because like we talk about US versus mm. UK, it's not like fucking everyone in Germany is like, yeah, we're playing. Oh, that's Swedish. Uh, uh, need some German. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just don't do an accent. Just I need just to do an accent normal. now. It's Sorry. like a, it's like a P I've held in. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Like Sweden are like, yeah, we hold a nine round event all the time. I did pretty well. I think mm. that on that with the accent. I I I couldn't even understand what you okay. said, mate. <laughs> so <Okay>. maybe. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh you guys are laughing till Siegler starts flying over to dick punch people in london i'm cool with that i'd like to meet him sounds like a great guy i'm cool with Siegler yeah, coming over I'd like mate, to meet I, him. Mate, I want to see Siegler play against as many top players as possible because yeah. i want to see how good he is because uh, he's got this really hype player how can you not right how can you, if you've got this really hype player that you never get to see play and then you get to see play how can you not be excited about that i'd love to see Siegler come over to the uk more and play yeah more yeah because yeah. i'd like to do an eye test and see how fucking good yeah. he is uh, so anyway, apparently it already waits rounds over players. Okay, so there we go. It already waits round over players. Yeah, there we go. There in, we go. So, in which case, so this article is pointless. So this Good article shit. is pointless, right? Uh, it already waits. No, nah, I don't know. It already waits. So this 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 article doesn't matter. Um, if it already waits. I mean, it could do both, right? I don't know. Like, nah, I'm not familiar enough with the ITC to do an in-depth like breakdown of how it fucking works because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> like, I can't believe I can't believe really Mark, jam, Mark Wildman. I can't believe Mark Wildman in the chat. I don't know if Mark Wildman knows this. He's actually the sixth best Cities of Sigma player in the world right now. It's true. The sixth highest ranked on sorry, the yes, TSN. Sorry, I keep I keep system. falling I keep yes. falling into the very obvious fucking trap myself. Sorry, the sixth best performing Cities of Sigma player in the world right now. Congratulations uh, to him. Uh, he's also a terrible human being. It's really important to point out. Okay. It's true. He does cheat. <laughs> yeah. Like all the time. That's how I don't know why people let him cheat. Mm. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people would let him come to their events, to be honest, and how he's accruing these I points. I agree, I agree. Although, Mark, by the way, yeah. we've got an event in three weeks if you want to come. Um, so anyway. <laughs> 40k, all right? Uh, 40k. I feel like we should only let him play like uh, games that have a rule set that can be condensed into under 10 pages just so we can instantly well, have yeah, so He plays Gene Silicon, so he's going to love, love mm. your nuts when you start talking about Gene Silicon. Oh, he's going to cheat immediately, yeah. mate. He's going to cheat him with that book. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, what? Uh, right, okay, let me finish the article because it's important. I predict that Americans realize they're increasingly locked out of top spots for factions, teams, or overall, uh, that the whining will grow and force an eventual change. But what happened when the rest of the world were locked out? 
great question i mean we didn't whine because we didn't we didn't that's care. true why does it need to come to that why can't we fix what's obviously broken the community teams need to apply the pressure to force because no one cares because it stands mid mid-sized majors will simply cease to matter sure outside of their re it doesn't matter anyway mate no one gives a fuck if you win a mid-sized major i know as someone who's won a mid-sized major okay no there's one, one person who i care about right <laughs> so I, my my uh my 40k and also age of sigma life has changed this week tom i don't know if you know this right uh so there was an attendee of the lvo that had a lot of effect one of them was the nuge yeah but that's a different conversation dressed as a beast of chaos went for one tom i want to see you dressed as a gene silico and then you'll do better but that's a side note some say I already am, mate. I just need to paint myself purple, <laughs> and then you know I've got my gangly kind of features, you are don't I? Kind of so gangly, that's true. Uh, the uh, mm, the, <laughs> the um uh the main uh person who i'd like to talk about is a, uh, the goblin man i don't know if you watched the goblin video with us the other day i forget his name right now uh but he effectively did a bullet point of his review of the lvo and his bullet point was everyone shit at warhammer and it made me smile loads uh i was like full stop i was like i agree every we are pretty shit at warhammer i mean like we've already had this conversation in private before though right like you were talking earlier about um how much of an advantage people who play professionally have over everybody else right and I know the game isn't obviously that deep. It's got a lot of rules in it, but it's not like the fucking most complicated game in the world to play well. But if everybody was playing, we've reached such a, like, fucking all the time, constantly, just all the time just thinking and practicing 40k. Like, what is the peak 40k, right? What is the perfect... Imagine someone playing perfectly at 40k and what you'd have to do to get mm -hmm. to that level, right? We're nowhere near that, man, because we're all just playing it yeah, for yeah. fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. But some I'd people be, are playing it a lot, see, right? That's like, important. They are, but I don't think we're anywhere near like the fucking peak level that you can I play think for. There's definitely like a, like, I, honestly, Tom, like, I, like, I, I picture how often these guys play games, right? Like, even Manny, right? Even mm. Manny, like, so we'll use Manny as a good example, so that we're not we're not talking about someone else, so, like, we don't have a little bit more first hand. No, you can, you can use Richard. Yeah, but like, 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 no, I, I just want to. Can, can I just talk? Yeah. Like, I don't think any of the confusion earlier came from you talking about Manny or Siegler. I just didn't understand the question right. you were asking. It's not a bias yeah. thing. It's, I just genuinely did not yeah, understand. Well, the, like, I just, I just picture how good they are, and I'm just like, fuck. Like, I've got pretty good grasp of Age of Sigma, right, Tom? Pretty good grasp of it, right? In my, in my yeah, head, mentally. Yeah. You're a big Sylvan yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Big head, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> big, big head, head right? Yeah. But the, the, the even, even then, I know that there are people who like outstrip me for knowledge in a huge way and then they outstrip me for micro right i'm very conscious of that and i'm aware of that but there's no one in the this is the, the interesting thing because there's no one in the age of sigma community like the art of war guys or even like manny like the probably the best person with the opportunity to do so would be me like i would probably have the best opportunity to play that regularly yeah and play at that level mm. consistently like i don't have any fucking like i could just take a fucking webcam yeah to every event i go to and live stream it and i reckon twitch i'd be like this is fucking sick rob let's go yeah like it'd be fun right but the like yeah but i i, I just don't have that passion to play that much at that level where i'm gonna just be like untouchable which i think is quite interesting uh like not untouchable but it, they feel untouchable it feels to me i could be wrong but it feels untouchable uh is where i'm at uh emotionally anyway i don't know i was going to go somewhere else with that convo that's it if you'd like to learn about gene silicates and how to be untouchable listen to this <laughs> uh? <laughs> i've played six games <laughs> <laughs> i know i played seven games because i played you you did play me we had a great time yes
All right, all right. So That'll you played it. at the weekend. Okay. Please tell me what how that went and what it's like. I did. So I was playing on a at a team event, the Northern Warlords teams for winter version, and I was playing as a last minute fill in with the Northern Warlords guys. So I was playing with Tim and Johnny Vass, and I was playing with Stu Corbett, um, who uh, yeah, they're the Northern Warlords guys. They had a last minute dropout, so I filled in and I played Gene Stealer Cults. Uh, so I was running just a bunch of characters, uh, Primus, Patriarch, Magus. I had Nexus, Sanctus, and Biophagus, and then ten, a unit of 10 Aberrants, two, uh, three squads of 10 met hybrid Metamorphs, two squads of 10 Pure String Gene Stealers, five squads of five uh, Acolyte Hybrids, one of which had Lying in Wait, and then I had two squads of uh, four Atlan Jackals. Um, so basically, I just came in and said, look, guys, I'm, I'm the guest here, right? Um, just throw me into whatever you don't want to play against. I'll, just ha I'll happily play it, okay? Mm -hmm. So round one, I got to play against a Death Guard army. Uh, now, Death Guard are notoriously hard to charge, and I'm all melee. Uh, so I couldn't really touch it, but uh, I, can't, I can't really remember the details of this one because it kind of like merged into one. Um, but I'm actually at like nine points out of it, out of 20. So we do a 20-0 scoring system in teams. So like I, that means I lost by about four to, sorry, five to 10 points, I think. So it was a close game in the end. I just kind of ran around taking points. It wasn't a massive deal. Uh, next round, I played against Blood Angels. Now, Blood Angels are the opposite, whereby... Uh, so what the hybrid metamorphs do is they fight on death. So if he ever tried to charge me, he'd charge the hybrid metamorphs, kill them, and then they'd mm -hmm. fight you. Uh, so he'd trade units automatically. But when it was my turn, I'd just make all his units fight last, and then I'd charge him and kill him, okay. right? So I had more units to fight in melee with. Uh, every melee unit in the game one-shot every other melee unit in the game. And I also had the ability to trade up every single time I fought. So it was basically the opposite game where it was impossible for him to do anything. So I think I won by 120 now. Okay. Round three, I played against Custodes. Uh, same problem as New the Death Custodes. Guard. But I think I played it bad. New Custodes. Uh, what I should have done was I should have gone ham. Uh, this is where I was starting to learn that putting stuff on the board early is massively important. And you don't really want to use the uh, cult ambush mechanic with the six inch, eight inch deep strikes unless you have to. Or unless you are playing using the acolyte hybrids with shooting units, right? Oh, that's right. I had a unit of 20 for hybrids as well with shotguns. Um, so with the shooting units and the little deep strikey shit units, you want to use it. But it's not good to just be coming out and trying to charge off it. Even if you have 3d6, pick the two highest charges, which you can get. Um, because I failed three of those in a row. Uh, and also, it's like there's no need to take that risk. It's better just to get on the board because you have access to quite a few sources of advance and charge so there's a strat that you can use the hybrid metamorphs there's psychic power you can use off your patriarch and the pure strange agency let's do it for free anyway so you can just get down on the board and start advancing and charging and pushing out right so you don't really want to be on the board so what i want what i should have done was deployed everything down and just charged headlong at the custodes and tried to kill as many as i could just go really aggressive um but what i did instead was i just tried to charge out reserve and try to like take little skirmishes which was in hindsight a bad idea but I did get two points out of it, so it was fine. Game afterwards, I played against the Gene Steeler Cult Mirror. Uh, that was a mess because it was basically whoever went second got a massive advantage because it was vital intelligence. So you'd get like a 30-point swing on fucking secondaries, uh, primaries even, because not only do you get 15 points from going last, whereas your opponent can't get any points before that, you also meant that you also got the drop. So one of the big... Uh, what I mean by that is one of the big swings with reserve games is... Uh, I have to come in by the end of my turn three. So I'll put my units down. He's still got stuff in reserve. So that means I come down, don't charge anything when he comes down and kills my stuff because he's coming on after me, right? So it was one of those where it was just like, ugh, it was a little bit, uh, a bit tricky, but the guy was lovely. I really enjoyed that game. Um, and we did finish it, which was amazing. Okay. Why did you think uh, it wasn't it was going to finish? Um, 
because we're playing two gene stealer oh, right, okay. <laughs> and they were really slow because you've got seven different mechanics you basically deploy all your blips and then you have to deploy again and then you have things coming in and out of reserve all the time and you have you know you're acting in every single phase it was just an absolute like mess and we also had the cross eye markers that we were both throwing at each other constantly and making sure we weren't losing hey, any. It must, so. been, it must have been yeah, nice it was, to we play in, like yeah. another GC Lacoste. Like at this point, I'd want to do GC Lacoste yeah, mirrors was, all the time yeah. for someone to be like, "Oh wait, is that how you do that? That's great. That's good." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it helped us learn the mechanics as well. It was actually really, really oh, useful. Great. Uh, and then the final game was against a guy called Matt. Now, Matt was absolutely lovely. And I know um, one of his teammates listens to the show as well, so hopefully he can pass this on. Uh, but he was playing um, Slanesh with Bellacos. Oh, nice. So he had six units of 10 demonettes. He had four. Do you have four? Oh, yeah, he did have four. I don't know how he had four, but whatever. He had four Keepers of Secrets anyway, somehow. Right. I just realized I don't know how he got four in his list, but anyway, he had four. Um, maybe there's one with like a different data sheet, but whatever. I mean, he had Bellacore, right? I okay. right? uh, mean, he had like three fiends in one. Uh, no, he had three units of fiends, uh, two, two, one. And then he had two units of five furies. Uh, now, the boards we were using were uh, Shalaxi. There you go. Thank you very much. It's a named one. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Um, so, the boards we were using were the WTC yeah. boards. Um, so, there's quite a lot of ruins, which means that the keepers can't walk through the ruins. They have to walk around them. Um, now, I went second in this game. This is quite important. So, what ended up happening was he uh, deployed his four keys of the secrets in the center of the board behind a ruin. And then he had Bellacor on his right hand side. Um, now, after the game, he asked me what he, he, I thought he could have done differently, and I thought not too much. But in hindsight, I think he could have done some stuff differently. So I'm going to go through it, and then hopefully um, someone could pass it on to Matt afterwards, because Matt was very, very helpful. He, he stayed behind 20 minutes after the game and gave and uh, taught me a lot about airbrushing, because I was asking him questions about it for oh, the nice. game. And he was really nice lad, really, really good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab those uh, tips and, and use them on a lot of the stuff I'm going to be working on. Uh, so... What happened was he pushes Furies out and his um, Slanesh Demon. That's out now. The problem I had here was that they all have fight first. So I had to be very careful about how I went about uh, melee. Okay. Specifically things like, uh, okay, if I charge, I get to pick a unit. Then he'll pick another unit. So I'd have to charge a unit and then I'd have to cast uh, Fight Last on two other units because you can do one with a stratagem and one with a psychic power. Yeah. So he pushed out some units to try and take some objectives and get engage points early, which was a couple of units of demonettes and uh, the fiends. And my entire thing was, I'm going to try and just ignore the Keepers of Secrets and just kill the fiends and the demonettes because it'll stop him from scoring. And he, like, as scary as Bellacorn and the Keepers are, they can only go after one unit at a yeah. time, right? And if I've got Gene Stealers just popping out all over the place, he's not going to be able to hunt me down. So I... Take my turn. I've got engaged. So I throw one unit of Gene Stealers forward, uh, kill a unit of Demon, that's an objective, and then you use it to block off the um, Keepers of Secrets. So now they can either go one way around the ruin, where, or, or the other way, and then get netted by the Gene Stealers because they can't walk past right. them. And what he did was he walked up to the Gene Stealers, all four of his Keepers, smoked them down to two, and then charged them with all four Keepers. Now, he's, that means he's got the extra movement from charging at the Gene Stealers, right? But it also meant that his Keepers of Secrets were in like a little square, okay. right? So next turn, I just take my Atlan Jackals and I block him off again. Oh, you just move blocked him forever. Now, keepers, yeah, because all of his Keepers are in the same place. Oh, okay. So because they're not spread out, I just keep blocking. So what I think he should have done was put Balakor center and then two and two. That way, it, it's really hard for me to move block him. So I'm just like lobbing little units of shit. So I like 
throw the gene stealers forward and then it blocks all four and then i throw the like the um jackals forward and it blocks all four and then i drop a unit of five acolyte hybrids down and it blocks all four again so basically i'm just giving him a one unit a turn while the rest of my army just kills all his demonettes and stuff okay. right and then there's Bellacor in the corner just running around and he's like he's killing a lot of shit like there was one spectacular moment where he was trying to kill a unit of five acolyte uh hybrids on objective or no sorry six neophyte hybrids uh no six hybrid metamorphs and then a unit of 10 genie stealers and he smoked got a big smite and then did six mortal wounds to remove the hybrid metamorphs and then turn around charge genie stealers and kill those two and it's like oh fuck okay fair enough so i just end up turning around and then just charging with the aberrants locking him down for the rest of the game while the rest of my units just ran around killing all this stuff um now because bellicor lived a little bit too long he ended up getting him an engage point which meant he didn't get 20 nil so it was 19-1 to me in the end. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those where because he was clumped up a bit, I was able to just box him up and cause him a world of issues just by throwing little shit units of acolytes at him. So he Do you move. think if he'd have, um, if he'd have separated out uh, a little bit, it would have been much harder for you to deal with and the score would have been very different? I think I'd have still won the game. I think I'd have still won the game, but I don't think it would have been as much. And the reason why is like, I, it means that he risks losing the um, the keepers of secrets right uh but at the same time it's like all those models get picked up at the end of the game anyway so it doesn't really matter and what have i effectively limited your keepers of secrets to doing that entire game like you could have done what you did with the keepers of secrets with like one or two you didn't need four there so regardless of whether or not they live they could have got more value just by just being anywhere else yeah right so yeah i say though top top lad uh and i'm going to use their brushing tips and painting tips uh on my neck on my uh, bellacore over there because his look really really nice uh, it was really clear game. Like he's very, very good at communicating. Really nice guy, um, and hope to see him more tournaments soon. Is he soon. new? But, is he yeah, fairly new? He's doing all right. Uh, he's only been playing for a couple of years. Oh, I think. nice. Okay, so, that's good. It's always nice yeah. when you meet someone who's like into it, new, keen, and you feel like you can learn some stuff from. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, he's really, really good. I mean, I played a practice game against Custodes again and just charged stuff, and it didn't really. You it know, didn't really work. There was nothing. No, it, it, it did. It worked better. But it was just one of those where the ball was a little bit like I got shot a lot. Let's put okay. it that way. Uh, but it was with a mate where we were just trying some stuff out. So it wasn't like I didn't learn anything specifically um, compared to everything else because it was more of a confirmation thing. But uh, I want more stuff on the board early so I can start charging yeah, early. I, and it, it just confirmed I've that. I've got a question me. about so, yeah. worlds, if you don't mind me asking. No, uh, go for it. Worlds, yeah. uh, I, I was speaking to Neil uh, Kerr, one of the uh, organizers of WTC, mm -hmm. uh, last night, in fact, talking about doing coverage. Um, which we'll be going and doing, which I'm very excited about. Very excited to start interviewing the captains. I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun content. For WTC, yeah, for WTC. or for uh, Worlds, for both, for, for, both. for both. Nice, Nash. For both. Although, yeah. I probably, for sure, it's probably going to be a, little, a bit later for um, WTC and get that closer towards its time, Worlds first. Um, so excited to do that, personally. The kind of follow-up um, uh, for me is, uh, at what point, like how uh like i guess i guess with the three months balanced data slate as much as you know that like maybe gene silicon doesn't work into custodies in some way yeah we're still far enough out that those those opinions are going to change because we've got the, the three yeah. month balanced data slate coming in two months time now um and then uh it should be about three months it should be may i think right uh didn't the first one because last one December, came in... so january february march came at the end of december no, the last one came out in November. It came in November. Oh, did it? So, and then we had then we had chapter approved as the uh, next one, and then there's three oh, months until the next one. Oh, chapter approved counts as one. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
I believe so. I believe so. But I, I'm not certain on that one. Uh, but my main thing is it isn't even just about the changes there. It's like changes in perception of matchup because I have an idea of what I want to run with my Genius Dealer Colts and how I'm going to tweak my list um, already. So we'll see how that doesn't get custodes because I have a feeling it might do a bit better. All right. Interesting. A uh, couple of follow-up questions um, is uh, like, um, oh, God, where was the venue again? Uh, element games ah, eggs. okay so i'm gonna ask you the classic mm. tournament questions with a new twist mm. if you've never listened to a, a tournament review from the honest war gamer i'm these ready are the questions i'm ready and i now have to throw a new feature in there number one were the tables portrait or landscape they were um landscape <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> Some would say the connoisseur's choice is landscape, but uh, mm. amazing I get to ask yes. that every time now. The traditional. Yeah, the traditional. Trad, trad 40k. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, cowards, I agree. Uh, with, <laughs> how, the, how was the table height? How did that go for you? Um, fine. I think my model height was a little bit small, though, because for me personally, you know, it's a... Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a tall boy. I don't like being able to, I'm not like a I can't I don't like reaching down too far. Maybe I'll play knights next time. But yeah, table height was fine. But even have like a little bit of a shelf underneath the table where you can put stuff. Okay. Good. How was food? Uh, we had two subway sandwiches a day. So um, the uh, it was a budget food. Yeah, budget food. I think that seems fair. I mean, but, budget, budget food. Like subway's yeah. not bad, man. Like it's not yeah, bad. It was fine. It's also technically, yeah, it's by bad. the way, a cake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it's it? Not, it's not for tax. Is that for tax purposes? No, no, no. It's got too much sugar in it. It can't be classed as bread. It's a cake. Oh no! So you eat? Is that in the UK yeah. as well? Not just in the US. No, no. It's in the. Well, it's not. I don't think it's actually in the UK. I think it might be in Europe where they care about the human beings. Uh, I think in the UK, it's uh, it's actually okay. not. It's uh, subway's classed as a non uh, a non work party is what it's classed as. Um, Let's check that. Is Subway classed as a cake in the UK? Yeah. Oh, I told shit. You. <laughs> so you ate cake for two days. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's an Irish court. That's Ireland. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So that is in that Europe. That is in Europe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hate everyone. Um, the, uh... Okay, so you, had, you didn't, you had Irish cake or English bread, your choice. I did have Irish cake, English bread, and, and US. I don't know. don't know what. Just generic yeah, yeah. <laughs> staple <know>. food, <laughs> <laughs> staple diet. <laughs> well, you didn't eat yours from behind. You didn't eat yours behind bulletproof glass. No. Uh, the um... <laughs> show me the lie. Show me the lie. I'm 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 not saying it's a lie. Right, show me the lie, <laughs> right? And then that's why we're called the honest walking uh, guys. Uh, okay. Then uh, talking heads. Excuse me. The um. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, told Tom true. got all agitated. Sorry, I missed it. it. Says Boone 2005. I'm afraid you did miss it. <laughs> That's James. Hi, James. <laughs> <laughs> Which James is that? Uh, oh, that's the, that's the guy from the article. Oh, James Boone. What up? As I say, though, mate, you are right. You are right. I just thought it was hilarious. I, <laughs> I think that I think either I think I think Boone James Boone. I need you to know uh, this from the bottom of my heart. First time chatter in the chat. Uh, I think either. Either that was an incredibly satirical com uh, article, which I loved deeply. No, it was, mate. Mate, as I said, like, that has I've, to be satire. Tom. There's no way that wasn't satire, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> as I've already said on this, mate, you are right. <laughs> but it was funny. 
<laughs> there's no way that was meant on purpose uh, okay. and then okay <laughs> we're into the tournament review <laughs> <laughs> mate that is the biggest compliment i could have had all night i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> so um uh what, what, uh what were we saying table height we've done right food. tournament review yeah. tournament review tournament height food yeah. fine uh we haven't the bathrooms, bathrooms. Yet. radiant tar thanks for subbing uh for ninth month in a row the uh yeah bathrooms. they were the bathrooms were inside okay the bathrooms bold were choice inside. bold choice put landscape choice. tables the traditional landscape, bathroom. Yeah. landscape tables and mm. and uh uh toilets inside like the, the game is changing maybe boone is right the 40k english <laughs> english 40k is gonna ruin things with their landscape <laughs> or portrait boards. Toilets on the outside. Uh, hand dryers or paper towels? Turn the toilet into another yeah. gaming room for more hand dry people. Hand dryers or, ta yeah. or uh, paper towels? To be fair, like, oh, hand, uh, I can't remember. I just used my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of toilet paper. I remember that. But it was okay, fun. all right. That's, that's, uh, that's. No, in fact, I've, I've actually got a point on this, right? So when I went to the States to play 40K, you have your events in lovely, like, um, fucking hotels, right? They do. We'll have ours in, like, some abandoned fucking warehouse just to fit the maximum number of people in. You have some kind of standards for your your players, right? Whereas we just, we just like, tank up, like, some weird fucking awful warehouse. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah. how we get. You know, hey, people. listen, this is why we're going to ruin the ITC. Fucking portrait tables, baby. Stack them up 600 high. Like, you will play your games, and we have chained up the fire escapes. You will play your fucking it's games. True. Yeah. <laughs> we have chained up the fire escapes. <laughs> <laughs> you will play your games, and you will uh, get on with it, right? This is what we're doing. Uh, um, uh, okay, all right, good. Would you, sir, would you, um, would you, okay. uh, how was the terrain? That's the final question, obviously, for 40k. Uh, terrain was the WTC yes week stuff. Um, yeah, it was okay. fine. It so, was funct right. so functional. It was, was it like did they use did they yeah, use the new boards? Yeah. Uh, the new layout. No. Uh, I I couldn't tell to be honest. Um, I don't think so though. I've been, uh to find new. Um, the new layout came out. Went like last month. New layout came out like four weeks ago. Okay, I think I probably used those. I think they did, but I'm not certain because I didn't match it. I was too busy trying to move like a uh, hundred odd jeans. Was it around four? It wasn't fours. It was eights, right? Sure. Uh, it, so it was, but like one row would have like one to four, and the second row would have five Wait, to you eight. You were in a team of eight, or you a team of four? Sorry, that's my question. I'm asking. Team of four. Team All of right, four. So was it? Did they do? They did do yeah. one heavy, one light, two medium, or not? Not that at all. I mean, it's difficult to define what's light and medium, though, right? A lot of it's just based upon, like, um, you know, whether it has craters or forests on it, right? Um, and they did, like... So one row of four would have, like, a light and three mediums, and the other row of four would have a heavy and three mediums, right? Okay. So... Like, all right, well, listen, Tom, sounds like a lovely time. And honestly, I've really enjoyed the chat today, uh, mainly because now I'm just, like, you've completely... Uh, Boone and you and Games Workshop and Val was in the chat earlier... <laughs> as, as, uh, and also shout out to Mini Wargaming Dave also in the chat. Uh, my uh, my entire mind has been changed on events in the UK. I thought stacking them in like cattle, <laughs> yeah, in portrait fashion. We need to do it I thought I thought that this was a negative, but I've completely changed my mind. Let's go for the LGT. Make it eight thousand. Yeah, just get people in from the street. We I'll three D print some armies up. I'll be like, here you go, kid. Just roll dice for f like what. 
We should uh, we should commit voter fraud for ITC points. <laughs> <laughs> People's I dead pets. Recount, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sound. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've changed my mind loads. Tom, you got any uh, takeaway thoughts? Have you learned anything from this conversation? I assume not. No. And mate, I, I learned what you were talking about. That took me a while. Um, but apart from that, like, no, I've got a couple of shout outs. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, first of all, I want to shout out Boone, uh, good lad, and funny article, but go and read it. It's he's, he's actually correct on it as well. So go and read that article. We've linked it in the chat earlier. And I also want to shout out um, Johnny, Tim and Stu again, especially Tim, who bought me some lovely uh, Gene Steeler call dice at the end of the event for coming, um, which is very kind of him. And then I also want to shout out um, everyone I met who came and said lovely things about the Spice Center uh, at the weekend. Wait, that was very kind oh, of so, lots of shout outs. Were you somewhere where people have watched this show? Yeah, yeah. They kept coming and saying oh, lovely that's stuff. That's lovely. That's actually really nice. Yeah, it's quite it's really nice. That was really nice. I haven't even mentioned it to you. Like, yes, I did say I would. <laughs> it's fine. All right, it's well, fine. listen, uh, I hope you guys yeah. have enjoyed the show today. Uh, thank you to Tom, as always, uh, for being a treasure. Uh, Scriver was away today, as well as was, as twere, twere Logan. I've got a shout out. My shout out is to Mr. Innes Wilson who has started a podcast, which apparently is recording at midnight. Uh, and I would be very excited to watch that. Uh, because really, who can get more words in per minute, Tom Layton or Innes? That's the real question. Yeah. Me. Uh, it's not even fucking... I've had way more practice than you That's true. That's true. Uh, maybe he's been building it up, though. Maybe he's yeah. been... Uh, who knows? All I can say is, listen, if you, if you like 40K and you're somewhere near Europe, get to an English event make them 800 strong yeah make those ranking points seem really unfair because it's super fun uh like it's my favorite bit from today i love that uh thanks for tuning in to the 40k spy center i'll be live again tomorrow at 8, 11 a.m till 3 p.m uh if you guys want to come and hang out uh loads of love see you soon bye